Hello, welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, the podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Matt Skeet. I'm Zach Skeet. I'm E Skeet. <laughs> Skeet Skeet. Motherfucker. What's up? We're just hanging out listening to Lil John. We're the podcast that cusses. <laughs> Swears. Fuck. But oh. shit. Oh no. Crastered. You crastered? Darn. Fudge. Frick. Oh, fudge. Charlie still says frick, and it bothers me so fucking much. Oh, dude, much. what the frick? Piss. Dude, every once, in a, every once in a while, I'll just pull out a fucking PG swear. <laughs> I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> I say horse. Yeah, you do. Sometimes I get mad, I'm just like, ah, they're like tick me off. <laughs> I'll like, say, oh, like, oh, mother bear. <laughs> that's because that's of Tyler. I blame Tyler <laughs> Osgood. Yeah, Shout out Tyler Osgood. Shout out. You won't listen to this. Pharmacy boy. Um, maybe, maybe he will. Maybe. Yeah, you drug dealer. <laughs> I love that. That's actually like that's the true statement. Yeah. Okay, we have stuff in wrestling and things. Yeah. yeah. Timer tarting. Timer tarting. Timer tarting. Timer tarting. Timer tart. Uh, oh God, Derek lost his s's. I did. I Shit, where'd they go? Can't take it anymore. That was harder to do than yeah, that's actually not... messing up words. Yeah, phonetic. Yeah, on the ears, that wasn't pleasant. I'm so sorry. instead of just like breaking down, like first off, I will say if you want to start the timer now. Timer, go. We're going to recap stuff. Raw and SmackDown were a lot more watchable than usual this week. That's what I read. It was, they were entertaining. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff wasn't good. But some of it was. I that that is what I heard that there was uh, again this week. I chose to just go the route of listening to the recaps, which I don't know. I. Part of me is like, yeah, it's a nice way to kind of get the gist of what's going on. But there is something that you miss from not watching it. And it did seem like uh, Raw specifically had kind of a cohesive kind of story that they were actually following this week. Which and it is, makes sense. In a narrative way, it makes – yeah. It's yeah. a much more enjoyable watching experience. And Seth Rollins likes hitting people with chairs. Like they gave him that like, stone-cold ass, like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's just breaking the rules, being a bad boy. The I bad like, boy Seth Rollins. Dude, I like bad boys. Fucking bad boy, Tama Tonga. <laughs> the fucking bad boy, yo. <laughs> He's shit. <laughs> um, and then SmackDown, like, some of the writing was actually pretty good. Like, the promo between Bailey and Alexa actually I thought was really well mm. done on both of them. I watched that them. part of it. Yeah, and it was really good. And, like, it seemed like a real human interaction, which what? is, like, something a little bit different. It played off what happened the night before. Like, like the cohesion. Genuine feeling. And it took. Genuine. Genuine, genuine feeling. feeling. Um, I got a feeling, <laughs> but um, it takes till I guess like the go home before a really just thrown together pay per view for it to to actually like make sense. Granted, some of the thrown together pay per views have been some of the more enjoyable ones. True. And so right, yeah, it's almost like in a sense like if they don't over, I don't even overthink's the right word, but if they don't overbook. If they don't overbook it, it actually is a a good watching experience. It sounds looks like it's gonna be kind of a. A bit of a shorter pay-per-view, too. Which is fine. And I like that. There's a couple of sleeper matches, like which is like essentially almost the whole card. <laughs> yeah, Joe Ricochet could be like great. Yeah, there's there's just some cool stuff on here, and there's some bad stuff on here. Um, let's just go over the card real quick. Okay. It can hit some high spots of the weekly shows on there. Before you do that, I heard, I saw uh, an image of there was someone in an El Generico mask, 
and Kevin Owens like pointed at him and then Sami Zayn looked at them and then looked away and like scoffed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just proving that he was never El Generico. Yeah, they were in the same room together. They're not the same. Yeah. Also, he's probably just like you fucking Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um the I'm going to go from the back end of this. Yeah, nice. doesn't even yeah, matter. dude. Um but... it says Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery for the tag team titles of the SmackDown brand. The two tag teams on SmackDown. On Smackdown. What's the what's the story with that? Is there one? No. Um okay. I mean other than that Heavy Machinery in a weird way just ex- exudes everything that uh the world's tag champs fucking hate. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Bryan hates steaks and weights. Yeah. Yeah. I think he lifts. Maybe. Well, he looks yeah. like trees. He lifts, yeah, trees and bricks in his yard. Mm-hmm. Gardening tools, biodegradable bricks, which I'm all for. And the it is uh, the SmackDown champions against the Yolo County champions. Yolo yep. County, yeah. Which I actually don't know what is up with that. Somebody made a, a Wikipedia for it, and it's actually really funny. <laughs> okay. Did they just make cardboard belts and now? Yeah. It's, yeah, that's how you manifest your fucking destiny, folks. And it's just funny because it's like the first champions, AJ Kirsch and Dave Dutra, both like. AJ Kirsch actually was on the um, the revived Tough Enough, mm-hmm. and he was like the main vo- uh, voice actor and mocap actor for 2K19's story mode. Oh, he was Buzz. Weird. Yeah. Well, so wait, where did these titles come from? They they're just they're made up because they were in Yolo County, California, and someone else had them. And the Dave Jobber Dutra and AJ uh, Kirsch. Yeah, just jobbers that they fought, and then they lost to. Heavy machinery. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was actually a really fun angle. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah I feel like bad that I haven't been paying attention. Uh, I don't. It's been a little break and I, I, feel, I feel out of the loop. Okay, I feel Brady. better than I ever have. <laughs> you don't get to be full Brady yet. <laughs> I know. I haven't earned it. Watch when the Miz was champion. <laughs> For the love of God. Michael Cole dressed as Slash? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go over that. I'm going to make you guys watch that. Oh, my okay. God. Like the worst WrestleMania match, the like, Cole-Lawler uh, oh one. Oh, my God. That was the worst. It, it, it's a half-hour segment of oh WrestleMania. It's Cole versus Lawler. Dang, Michael oh, Cole man. wins. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else is on this card? Tony Nese versus Akira Tozawa versus Drew Gulak. That'll probably That'd match of the night. Match. Yeah. <laughs> It will not be match of the night, but it'll be number two. Oh, yeah, because we got Ricochet in there. Uh, well, because Corbin's wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, Drew Gulak going full Zod from Superman. Oh, I Literally. love it. It's great. I love it. Um, Akira Tozawa, I think, has been really working on his English, too, because he cut a promo at the end of 205 Live. The promo that each of them cut, I thought, was one of the best things that they've done. Good. Um, mm. in 205 general. Live has been real good. Oh, it's been so good. Consistently. And, and it's been cons- – like, they, like, are moving stories forward. They're calling back, even if it happened a couple weeks back. Mm. Like, hey, this happened before. This is why this is doing this here. Yeah. It's so cohesive. Yeah. The, they, they're even bringing the, like, goofy 24-7, like, title stuff with, with uh, Drake, Drake Maverick, Maverick <laughs> and stuff. Like, it's – they're – it's the most cohesive storytelling. Well, and they're like kind of there's like a bullet in the chamber for fucking Mike Canellas to be a huge star on that show, yeah. which is not something you would think you yeah. I would be saying right they, now. They just resigned apparently. Yeah, like, for five year deals. Yeah, which I like. Everybody's like, why would they resign if they're complaining? Money. They want it to be better. They just had a daughter. Yeah, and they're also complaining because they knew they were going to resign, and that's a good story angle. Yep. Like, it's a good way to get a little more coin. I mean, yeah, right. From what I read, it's again, it's just rumors. Five hundred k each a year. It's a million dollars. They just got a daughter. Yeah. They there was times when they put like they were, they were scrounging together change to try to get food at the at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like when, like 
she had dropped off from WWE and he was first coming up. So like for them to do this and be able to create that future for their daughter and people who are on 205 Live are very passionate about 205 Live mm-hmm. and wanting it to be better and wanting people to give it the respect it deserves and he's pushing so hard for he that really every is. week. He really, really is. I mean, you got to go on after SmackDown each week and make it a fucking good show. And what they have to have that mindset of that they're they are the stars. Yeah, and it, it's starting to come off a lot more. Um, Akira Tozawa did a really cool promo. Drew Gulak's insane, and Tony Nese showed like an ounce of personality, which is more wow. than usual. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we got New Day, Big E and Xavier versus Kevin and Sammy. It'll be a fun match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope it like splits like some singles like feuds off from it. Like yeah. Kev- Kevin and Big E would be such a good be singles feud. Great. And then we have Samoa Joe versus Rick O'Shea for the United States Championship. That's one of those dream matches from years ago. In a good way, I don't know if it will change, but like getting Ricochet that belt from Joe. They did a really good job this week, and they've actually been starting like aside from that weird stuff with Bobby Roode. And uh, you mean Robert? Rude? Sorry, Robert Rude. Yeah. They've been giving Ricochet more wins. He's been pinning people. He beat the Miz, like, and they like they feel the Miz is a certain level of star. Mm-hmm. So he got a victory over the Miz. He like got out of the figure four. He sold really well. Hit his big move and won with his move. Nice. He hit his move on Braun. Granted, he had help from Cesaro and Bobby Lashley. Who's Cesaro, dude? He God. is. He's going to be getting a bit of a rub too. Fucking better be. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Ricochet wins the title and then there's like a three way feud with those with those boys. That'd be so good. Um, it's like a PWG like type like, indie dream match. Like different eras. It's like very yeah. first era PWG, like mid era with Cesaro and then like the later era with Ricochet. Yeah. Gonna be great though. Um and like they made him look like a fucking competent challenger. Hell yeah. And then they made fucking Joe seem fucking psycho. And then Ricochet still got up on him, which was fine. Great. Yeah. Now you want to see the match. I want to see the match. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's some, like, weird fuckery in this and it keeps going because that's how all Joe feuds go. All Joe feuds last, like, months. And that seems like money. Like, 12 I wouldn't, years. I wouldn't be surprised if they do, a like, a, maybe title switches hand, but it maybe switches hands a couple more times before, like, SummerSlam or something. Something. Um, But what's Samoa Joe going to fight Ricochet about? Ricochet doesn't have kids. Um, his girlfriend is NXT superstar Casey Catanzaro, and so you could bring her into that. And like, she's very tiny. Okay. Joe's very big and scary. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Ricochet does have a kid. Oh, okay. Never mind. Just got a kid. Yeah. From like a few relationships ago. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, he's just like. I'm going to burn down the Ralphs and Paducah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You leave oh, my town alone. Shouldn't talk about burning stuff down with Ricochet. Did he set fire? No, his mom's house caught fire. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot she okay? That. Yeah. Oh, good. And they did a GoFundMe, and like then WWE actually held an auction with a bunch of stuff. Oh, I had no idea. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah, that's really cool. Like last year. Like NXT did, so it was good wow. for them. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler in the steel cage. Technically, it'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four years ago, this was a mid-card match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to take seriously. They've done a great job of booking Kofi, though. Yeah. And great I, job. I really like... Isn't Dolph like reinvigorated now? Well, no. Or was that he's, just one he, week? Dolph's going to go away he's in a minute. He, well, who knows? He always it, like he always comes back reinvigorated, and then it just doesn't go anywhere from there. I like, think that's, that's just the thing, thing is uh, it, 
credibility, you know. Uh, I think Dolph is a fantastic in-ring performer, but there's, he's lost a lot of credibility with the fans. What would what would give him the credibility is a victory. Yeah. And yeah. Like, but it's like something you don't want to see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I'm going to put this out here on the ether. What you need is Shane McMahon winning the title and then Brock Lesnar catching on him on the debut of the Fox show as the conquering hero, putting that out in the ether <laughs> three different places. I don't like that. I don't like it. We have we have less than five minutes to keep recapping. Do we actually? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Who fucking cares? I'm gonna watch (laughs) this match. Five stars. Who's gonna be the the like referee? Is the most captivating part of this, and that's (laughs) everybody knows that this is just gonna be. uh, Is it gonna be Shane? uh, Elias, Shane, or Lashley? I don't think it's gonna be. I don't know who fucking knows or cares. I bet it'll be Shane. Maybe it'll be me. I'd be just. I have, I have my referee's outfit. I could just put it on. Just please let me be in the dang match. Yeah, <laughs> like I could see them doing that and just for no reason. Like that's the thing. Well, like, also like if you turn Braun and have Seth beat Braun, then like legitimizes Seth more. Yeah, so that really could be a good feud. I'll legitimize him. <laughs> yeah, brother Barry Braun, put him where he belongs. Yeah. <laughs> um. Becky versus Lacey. Who fucking cares? Why do we need this match? We don't. Because Lacey already lost clean. Like there was no, there was no like. Like all of these are rematches, basically. That, that shouldn't way. happen. Like, yeah. So just off the top of our heads, what superstars on Raw should this be right now? Anybody. Who Ember? Ember would be great. She's on SmackDown. Yeah, now. I think she's on oh. SmackDown now. Like <laughs> well, the other no one's the other anywhere. one's matches cross brand. Yeah, no one true. is that's anywhere. True. That's true. Fucking wild card rule in effect. I mean Natalia, like yes. Naomi, Naomi, be yeah. great, be fucking great. Anyone, anybody, Dana Brooke, fuck, she just like got busted open hard way. Mm, I oh, know that people. was rough. Yeah, and so give her a fucking bone. She Stumped. works her ass off. She really does. She, yeah, so let her fucking get a match at least. Get her a fucking match. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, which like on paper, if you think about both those guys, they're both big old beef boys that can. Work a faster pace style than and more Drew, big B boys. We saw this every well, week for three months. Drew, Drew wasn't at a hundred percent at WrestleMania, and uh, that match at WrestleMania was not good. Yeah, yeah. He was like he had the flu or something. He probably had diarrhea. He was probably oh. trying not to you know shoot in his shorts. <laughs> uh, Same brother. <laughs> yeah, Drew's great. Roman's Roman. Yeah, it's just like who cares? I, this team like every this has like fucked finish written all over it. It does to then get to the rumored and maybe leaked like SummerSlam match or whatever next pay-per-view match of Roman versus Drew and Shane. Like that. I'm just kind of getting there. sick of the whole Shane McMahon stuff. I yeah. thought oh, yeah. everybody else is. Everybody like else is. Like and a... then they addressed it on TV <sighs> through the Miz, but it's like, we get it. You're re- you're seeing that there's criticism, but that doesn't mean that I feel like it's almost a, it they're steering into it. I feel yeah. like it was almost a year ago today that we were like talking about how too much Shane on TV is just a bad. Oh yeah, move. before WrestleMania last year, like it's just we like were we, talking about it. Yeah, less is more. And him yeah. as a heel is makes it worse. And you thought his in the Miz was enthralling. It was the I most enthralling match on that card. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it, that was, that feud was good. It was them steering into it after the fact that made it. So bad. Enthralling doesn't mean technically best. It wasn't anything. It was the most of spe- it was the most spectacle. It wasn't. It was. John Cena coming out and rapping was way more. <laughs> Hell yes, it was. That was the best part of anything. I've That's ever fair. Seen, he did say ever. Shih Tzu. 
and Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. This I hope, rocks. I hope they make up for their shit matches they had before. Seems yeah. like they are. I mean, with there's ba- no kendo sticks involved. Bailey right? has like an edge, an edge to her. Yeah. On his day, she's <laughs> gonna come out to fucking Alter Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, it should be like the promos have been good. That I mean, the match. I hope. Uh, I mean, Alexa doesn't get another concussion. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Nikki's gonna be there, so like. Yeah. Hopefully, this steers into that, like a Bailey and Nikki feud. Ooh. Or an Alexa and Nikki feud. I think Either that's way. what it's gonna steer into. Yeah. I, I feel like Nikki's gonna like try to help, but then like fuck it up, and like she's gonna be like, "Oh, you idiot!" And then like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I need my coffee." Yeah. But you have a caffeine addiction, Alexa. Yeah. But that's okay. But that's the, the stomp. I'm not a judger. It's the ground we stomp on. That's the Mongo stomping grounds. The nice. stamping grounds. Um. Yeah. I, I got something to do on Sunday. Let's see. 205 was great. Yeah. yeah. NXT was great. NXT yeah. UK was even good. The can, Download Festival was so fun. We can take some time and talk about those. So yeah. NXT was awesome. Remember we said the five minute rule? After that, thirty second rule. Oh, yeah, five but thirty second to five minutes. We, you know what? Let's be it's, flexible about it's it. It's different when there's a pay per view. Yeah, we'll say that. Yes, because we're not going to talk about wild card rule. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> rules. Rules are meant to be broken. Yeah, well, you know who used to say that? Cops. NWO rules and bones are meant to be broken. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We make our rules just so we can break our rules. Hell yeah. We are the bad boys. <laughs> Sick. Like a bad boy. Like a bad boy, yo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Say, so say it like Tama. Like a bad boy. <laughs> say it like Tama. I think a bad boy, yo. <laughs> that was I've never, in, I've never heard him I'm say I'm a it. fucking bad boy. I'm a bad boy. That was inadvertently no, adorable. <laughs> yeah, y'all are being Stewart from Matt, Matt TV. <laughs> fucking, I'm leaving right Look now. What I can do. Let me do it. I want to do it. I want to be a bad boy. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> hey, shit. That that was like something to be on the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> Break and I be a bad boy too. <laughs> Man, we weird Tomatonga doll. We we like... break our own rule for fucking one second and look what happens. Look also, what happens. Um, this was the last noted filmed Firefly Funhouse. Bray vanished. He was also in the building though. He teleported. He was actually there on site. So, maybe so yeah. like, more. there were rumors that he was supposed to be making his in ring debut coming out that day too. So. Hard I'm, to tell if they just decided to wait or if it was just because he was there. Yeah, the rumors are happening. But I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, that's all. It's been fun. Let's go over there. Yeah, <laughs> here, there, a little bit everywhere. Um, NXT was great. Start at the undisputed era. Yeah, and the reason why I kind of want to recap it like this: they come out and they are just fucking pumped up to like thirty. Yeah, <laughs> Roddy, is Kyle fucking... O'Reilly's fucking facials. Uh-huh. Killing also, him Dude, the way just, he was wearing that shirt, like Anya saw he's like, he looks like Big Baby because he's just yeah. like just a, just a t-shirt like just below his trunk. So yeah. it looks like he's wearing only a t-shirt. <laughs> it looks like he's wearing a night shirt. Yeah. <laughs> a big night shirt. Yeah. Uh, Kyle in his big night shirt. <laughs> him him and Roddy still had the sticker on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um they come out and they're like, We're gonna like NXT is now gonna be remade in our image. Uh-huh. And then they just oh. showed the fucking video. Dude, it was just the intro video with that slipknot song and but it was only but just undisputed. undisputed air. Even them singing yeah. along to it together, but it was just the fucking four of them. And then they're like and Kyle's like, Oh, it's just a little something I put together. Yeah, yeah that was so good that <laughs> was, Kyle said he put it together. It was so great. Like, character wise, everything made sense. They're the cockiest people. Oh, dude. Um, and just like the biggest shithead dudes. Yeah. Um, you had Velveteen Dream come out. 
talk some crap, and then Roddy being like the biggest shithead bro. Uh-huh. It's like dream on, and they're like, oh, <laughs> got him. Um, w- uh, what's that old saying? Dream on. And they're like, they're like yeah. Yeah. They, they are just Team X Blades. Do they, they are? From, they're like from an break. It, they're like the bad the bad guys from the Three Ninjas. Like little dude, <laughs> yeah. we're not gonna hurt you, little dude. They just are like, gonna kidnap but they you. They definitely are Team X Blades, and Adam Cole is definitely a Val. Val. Oh hell yeah, he is. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really throw a shaken a vanilla shake in Val's face? Chocolate. <laughs> oh, they're the best. And then Tyler Breeze or Matt Riddle comes out and it's just like hey, hey, better. <laughs> he was just like, Adam Cole, I beat you. Says it. He's like, hey, you don't have time for this when you're too busy criticizing attitude era wrestlers on Twitter. Oh man, and everyone's he's like, like Ooh. He's just like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh- and then Tyler Breeze comes out, and he's like, I'm the original and more gorgeous. And everybody's uh, like, yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, people were chanting OG Adam, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love how um, in the I think Adam Cole in the ring was talking to Matt Riddle, and he's like, yeah, you talk this big game, but you know what you are? Let me stop you, bro. Extremely good looking okay. and a stallion. <laughs> and then just fist bumped a guy in the audience. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. It was great. He's a stallion. Dude, yeah. I, I liked a bunch of his pictures once that he hashtag stallion. Oh, And yeah. it's like, do you want to follow stallion? Yeah. I, I get horse, horse Rex all the time now. <laughs> Thanks, Matt Riddle. Yeah. Um, now I'm a horse boy. And then they had the debuting Damien Priest. Oh, man. Oh. Party. Dude, party boy vampire. I love it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like the Baron Corbin character. But like done. That's well. exactly mm-hmm. what Katie and I were talking about. I was, she was like, "He reminds me of someone." I was like Baron Corbin, but good. Yeah, like his move set is cool. Like he had like a big old spin kick, big old, big old spin kick, and how tall is that man? He's like six eight, I think. I've never seen like Punishment Martinez wrestle. So Ring of him, Honor TV champion. Yeah, so to see him, he's see Damian like Priest, oldish, right? Yes. He trained Matt Riddle. Okay, like he's Matt Riddle's like wrestling trainer. From what I understand, he's one. He, one of he, he helped a little bit. But uh, who, sorry, this is a tangent. Who was trained by Chuck? It like fucking boggled my mind. Ricochet. That's so fucking <laughs> wild. I love it. Yeah, he was helped trained by Chuck Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, uh, I don't fucking remember. Uh, but, Damian Priest. Oh yeah, big guy. Cool, cool moves. Big yeah. guy, cool moves. Big yeah. guy. Big guy, cool. And moves. then also, what was really cool is in the match he fought Raul Mendoza. Okay. And Raul's very small comparatively to him. Yeah. And the way they did it, it was like Raul Mendoza would get up on yes. him by by speed, but it wouldn't hurt him. That's what I... But he had great facials. Like, he was getting very frustrated. Yeah. Like, God damn it. Well, in commentary, so, so, like, on the main roster, when, you, when they're trying to get across that somebody is a dominant monster character, they just go out and squash the Lucha House Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, when fucking... In this match, what they did perfectly was they let Raul Mendoza get off some really cool moves, but yeah. they sold it as if Damien Priest is still standing. Yeah, he never, like, he dropped a one knee at the most. Like, he never got completely knocked down. Yeah, so like, he looked like a star. Raul he got, like, looked fucking... out of the ring, but landed on his feet, and he was just like, God damn And commentary is like... selling it like, oh, look how strong Damien Priest is taking all these moves that Raul's throwing at him. And it's like, yeah, Raul looks great. Damien looks great. This is how you build characters. And that's how you use, like, a job guy, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah which I'm... I am not used to. I'm used to Lars Sullivan fucking geeking out the fucking Lucha House Party. It sucks that all these luchadors are, like, small because it's just like, oh, man, all the Mexicans are getting beat up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we got Angel Garza. Dude, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, they announced that as well on all, NXT. At least all the Mexicans they have are all handsome. Man. Have you seen Humberto Carrillo? Oh, yeah. yeah what, dude. A, what a baby face. How was he working under a mask for so long? Uh, same with handsome. Andrade. Yeah, yeah. Same with Andrade. Handsome boys. Um, um, they announced a, an eight-man tag tournament with the new uh, incoming uh, class. Not tag tournament, just eight-man tournament. What did I say? Tag. Tag. I say what I say sometimes, but I really, <laughs> that's okay. They had a really cool video with Mia Yim. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that video was really good. Like her talking about like growing up, like in LA during the riots, and like like the Korean. She, her saying like the Korean gangs and the black gangs were like at war with each other, and I had nowhere to fit in between the two. Yeah. And then she she swore in it. Oh, cool. It was it was, it was very good. It, it it helps just build Did they somebody. Beat it? Yeah. Okay. She 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 said she, the B word. She said the B word about Shayna. Nice. nice. It, it just seemed very real. Everything they do on there seems very real and like true to everybody's characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the main event was a uh, uh, six men. Yeah. Poor fucking Bobby Fish. Yeah. So it was Bob Fish. Uh, <sighs> Adam Thought Cole. His eye landed on Adam Cole and Roderick Strong versus uh, Velveteen Prince Pretty and Matt Matt Riddle. Riddle? Not Riddle. Yeah. And Sick. Velveteen landed straight on Bobby Fish's face. Oh, uh, Bobby Fish's that eyes. Dude is a magnet for injury. Yeah. Yeah, he, dude. He wasn't before, which is weird. Yeah, I saw somebody. He'll be fine. Somebody posted like a picture of like someone just covered in bubble wrap and it was like I need Bobby Fish to come out wearing this from now on but like by the end of his match that match Bobby Fish's eye was just swollen shut but he was a fucking champ like no way he wasn't a little concussed but he, he went through that rest of that match I, don't, I didn't hear he was concussed but I mean he was pulled off some shows yeah you had to pull out of the Evolve shows that he's which gonna is, be on which is very which smart is, why not yeah. why hurt yourself for Evolve right sorry yeah. Gabe Sapolsky um, and then it kind of further stuff with Dream and everything and yeah I, I already know what's going for because I read spoilers because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited just to give everybody a little, little teaser. I'm very excited about where next week's going. And nice. I say that every time I read spoilers. Yeah, yeah. But it keeps going into great places. Also, next week is Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler in a cage. In a cage oh, match man. on TV. Just fucking wait. It's going to be Oh, I'm very excited yeah. for it. I'm very excited. And they do a great job. Spoiler alert. Here's what happened. <laughs> well, I was like, they do a um, great job. I sure right as a moonsault. Off well, that steel cage, dude, of course. Well, there's just a lot that's going to be happening. Yeah. We are going to get into some fucking crazy times. I'm excited for it. Um, But I feel like they do such a good job on NXT of being like on an, any given episode of NXT TV, we could see a title change like yeah. that. And I'm it's not, entertaining. Yeah, I really don't know uh, like where they're gonna go with it. But, yeah, especially after the Champa win on NXT TV that happened last summer, like mm-hmm. anything can happen on any episode. Like, thought, that was so shocking. But now yeah, we're like, beating Johnny. Yeah, same thing. And yeah. speaking of Johnny, I thought it was kind of an interesting move that he was nowhere to be seen on this episode. I like yeah. it. I, I like, do too. You don't need the champ on every like. Yeah. You don't like. I mean, he's not the champ anymore, but you don't need like the previous, every top yeah. person. Every time a title there. changes hands, the guy who lost doesn't need to come out and be like, oh, I'm going to get my title. But you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to I love it because like, there's, I'm going to take a nap. Right. It's like there's episodes where you don't need the Undisputed Era, like, to be, like, featured yeah. super heavily because they're going to be there. Fine. You don't need, like, you, because you have, let's just say, Matt Riddle. Or if you don't have Matt Riddle on, you have um, Keith Lee or the, you have Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Or now you have, like, Damian Priest. Or you have all these new guys that are coming in. You don't need everybody every week. And I know it makes it tough because – then you get people that end up getting lost in the shuffle a little bit. Like I feel like what happened with Candace, mm-hmm. but now she's getting featured a lot more. Yeah, she was on last week. 
You're going to see more of her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what happened on NXT I mean, UK? I it even watch. happened with Mia Yim, too. And uh, now yeah, look, she's like... Right. It's true. I feel like that's the thing, too. I have faith... She beat Bianca Belair twice like yeah. recently. That's why. Yeah, I have faith that they don't forget about these people. Like, Vince, I feel like, genuinely forgets that people are there. I think he forgets yeah. Apollo Crews is a real person. Like, exactly. Like, Until I he's think... like, why, why, why are we featuring this guy? Why, 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 good question, Shelton. Why, oh my God! Why? Why do they want their? Who wants their release? Who's that? Senior oh no, Benjamin. we can't give them. <laughs> We've, we no. didn't, we failed to mention that that Matt Hardy and Shelton Benjamin had an interaction on oh. TV this week where he called him Senior Benjamin. Nice. <laughs> so that was really funny. Like, oh, Senior Benjamin. <laughs> He's like, no, Mister Benjamin. <laughs> it was very good. Uh, NXT UK was at the Download Festival, so it was one of those weird nice. episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Shows in a tent. Um, yeah, show in a tent. But it was cool. There's Cash's Ono versus whatever the Kenny fuck Williams. It, Kenny Williams, which was kind of a weird sloppy match. You, you, but, she, uh, the Kashida UK. Yeah. But um, afterward, like, Cash's Ono won, of course. And then he was, like, going up the ramp. And then Imperium's music started playing. And he's just like, oh, shit. And, ran like, ran away. Oh, nice. Like, he literally ran through the curtain away from them, which was pretty hilarious. And then cool. they had a good promo. Like Travis all, Banks is going to be going against Walter next week. Yeah, that's wow. going to be fucking. That, that should be a good match, and Travis Banks will probably get hurt because um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he gets hurt a lot. That's another guy who's being bubble wrapped. Yeah, he's um, a hell of a baby face. He is, and his nose is the crookedest nose. Yeah, that guy looks like he has his nose broken every other day. Um, <laughs> then they, they had a real, like a really good um, battle royal for the women's number one contender, and it was like Kaylee Ray. Yeah, she ended up winning, doing the sneaky like no, wasn't actually eliminated get back in and eliminate Zia Brookside, uh, who was like sneaky. being the ultimate baby face, like last eliminated Piper Niven and Rhea Ripley at once. Cause they were going after each other, like tiny person in the match, like, and then two the two huge monsters of the whole division and yeah. eliminating each other. And you think she wins, but then Zia Brookside, like you can wait so long for her. Cause she's like twelve. She's, she's like twelve, <laughs> yeah, right? And she's she's already so good, but she still has so more, like so much. She's room like, I think like legit like nineteen or twenty. I think mm-hmm. she yeah she's nineteen or twenty. Like, she, but you could tell by the reaction that she got that like whenever they go with her, she's gonna be a huge yeah. deal. And like in other people in the match, were really cool, cool to see too. Like Candy Floss Candy was Floss in there, there, yeah, and she's like just had to try out, and so th- this is really cool. It's a, it's a well done. Yeah, these are like one of the best done like number one contender bullshit battle royals that I've seen in a while. Nice. I'll have to watch that. Um, that reminds me on uh, NXT, other NXT, um, there was uh, Zia Lee versus uh, Tanira Conti. Oh, yeah. Zia Lee is looking like better every time. Yeah, and I feel like... Her, her, Tanara's not. I feel yeah. like Tanara did okay. I, well, in well, you know how I... I What's I, so weird to me before, yeah, yeah, before yeah. you go on is that... Is she the Brazilian one? Uh-huh. Yeah. That they she's, feature a lot? She's, she's a, a black belt. And yeah. she's really good in jujitsu, but like that doesn't come across. It didn't. It never no. comes. Across. She what she has really w- well. I think she has Yells a really Latinas do it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh, she has a really good like in ring presence. Like she has a lot of energy and a lot of like. Uh, I think her attitude. character, like her character stuff, is pretty good. It's. I think she's ha- struggling to uh, translate real martial arts into yeah. Like, into just hang out with Ka- just hang out with Kyle more. <laughs> um, fucking remember uh, that one there week? was one week where the <laughs> disputed era like somewhat recruited her but were actually just like being dicks being dicks to her like Damn a million years ago <laughs> yeah uh but yeah zaya Leal was looking uh like yeah. like she's really coming a long way yeah. too she is her striking is really good and also i just want to say shout out to beth phoenix she's getting 
Like, you can tell she's getting a lot more comfortable in commentary and it's coming across. Yeah. So, yeah. I just wanted to make sure and put that out there as well. Because it does come across and sitting there with Nigel, who I think is really fucking good. Yeah. And Maro, who is really fucking good. Well, no, that's going to make Beth really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Really fucking good. As long as you're willing to, like, as long as you're able to, like, learn from them and then step up and not just get, like, drowned out. Kind of, like, Percy. Percy got better. He got at better the end. and better. He just, like, didn't it was hard for him to find his spot to like jump in sometimes yeah. as long as you're able to like find that balance working with the working with them like yeah. you're gonna get better totally and it's then especially like with the women's matches and stuff like having her voice come through there whereas like if you're going with like wrestling for per percy it's like nigel's a better wrestler than you and marl's a better commentator than yeah you. so like you're fucked yeah, yeah. all right oh before we get into our main topic today it, it. Before we get into it, yes. it uh, real quick, uh, R.I.P. to uh, the Lionheart. Yeah, Lionheart, uh, ICW champion. Yeah, yeah, thirty something years old. Sad when someone has to go, you know, that young. But I, you know, I don't know everything behind it. Seems like maybe it was self and done. But yeah, it's just always a heartbreaker to see when someone like really young and really talented just. And a lot of people in the business seem to hold in high regard. As yeah, well. yeah. yeah. So, R.I.P., dude. Yeah. Uh, but this is the first week that we're going to do our main topic show. Yeah. Ooh. We're not just recap anymore. Fuckers. We're mostly not. 15-ish minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a half hour. Well, I'd say um, 15 minutes of recap and then 15. That we had other stuff thrown in there. Um. Yeah, we're going to talk about bullet club yeah so we're just gonna do our, our a little history of the yeah. bc before we do that let's talk about our introductions to it oh, how did we get into yeah like how club? did we find out they existed um isai yeah <laughs> so mine was seeing isai wearing not band clothes anymore and thinking he was a fucking gun nut I am a gun man. <laughs> yeah. like, wow, Isai really got into bullets. Like, yeah. He's like, keeps doing this weird hand he gesture. He keeps calling like himself this. the real rock and roller. It's like, why are there so many Actually, guns on his shirt? Actually, for a while, shirt? like years ago on Twitter, my, my, not my, not my handle, but just like my name on there was the real rock and roller. Really? Yeah. Because of Devin? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, it was that. Um, but like actual Bullet Club, I think it was, I mean, when I started watching New Japan. And exactly. Seeing like some of Kenny Omega, mm. some of the Young Bucks. Kenny Omega's, because like uh, the first match I watched from New Japan was Omega Okada 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, he came out with, I'm pretty sure the Bucks came out with him. And I'm like, all right, Bullet Club, whatever they are, a fucking talented group of individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, pretty soon from there, I think just doing this podcast, I heard more about yeah. Bullet Club. Yeah. Like, you get the history real quick. Yeah. I heard about them because like, so right when I started watching again was after WrestleMania 32 and that's like when the club debuted okay. and stuff. And like AJ was over there and like Finn was down in NXT. So, you know, like how I got back into wrestling was listening to like smarky ass podcasts, yeah, yeah. you know, and people just being like talking about, Oh, what are they going to do with like. And people making fun of them calling them the club at the time because that was like no everyone's like oh what are they gonna call them like yeah. oh they're just going with the club and like it was back then that was funny because like like people were trying to figure out what are they gonna do with this the club yeah so um so like I heard a little bit about it and I knew like that was kind of what I should pay like I should pay attention to them because they're like this big thing over in Japan but then like I first new J- the first new Japan match I watched was. Uh, Ricochet and Osprey, but then 
The second one I watched was Kenny Okada one. So okay. like it was still confusing. Like who are these two dudes just going out there with Omega? And like it was the young bucks. But who like, are these two young bucks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who are these? Who are those two strapping young, young lads? Who are these young lads? Um, <laughs> I think I just eventually absorbed the information. Who are these bad boys? <laughs> Who are these bad boys? Tama Tonga. Like a bad boy yell. I, I eventually, like, I watched that match first, but then I watched all of Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. Like, that week, I like, kind of, yeah. like, went through the whole thing. So I saw, like, Gorillas of Destiny and stuff, and I heard them say eat shit a bunch. You're like, yeah. Thinking, I was like, yeah, eat shit. Yeah, do that, jerks. Yeah. What about you, Ethan? Um, so, like I said, it was that Wrestle Kingdom of 2013 where I kind of was like, oh, this is sick. Wait, isn't that where it kind of kicked off? Not at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, it was okay. right around there. So it was in February yeah. when Wrestle Kingdom was January 4th. Um, and so I was like, oh, cool. I really like this Devitt guy. Um, I saw him, Kota Ibushi, and Loki. <laughs> An awesome match. So that was that was while he was still with... Prince Devitt. That was Apollo 55. Yeah, with, with, with Taguchi. the butt man. Did he show his hog then, too? I mean, he just wore trunks. Okay, but he was also a little less swole back then. He was a skin, the smaller. And he had dude. some like weird ass like his kind hair. of long hair. He just dude, so like going a crazy back into person. this to sort of the beginning of Bullet Club, going back and watching some of these old things with Prince Devitt, it's like, dude, that hair is fucking something. It's weird, man. Him, him, and Buttman teaming up. Yeah, and that was so. So that's let's start there. So him and Buttman. Taguchi. It's good. Taguchi. But what, before we go on yeah, that, yeah. where I really got into Bullet Club, though, because like, that's where I kind of first like, oh, Ninja Man, like, this is really cool stuff. Um, It's really when Gallows went over, because I'm like, oh, who the fuck's Who's Doc, Doc Gallows? Gall- <laughs> I was like, why the fuck is Doc? I know who Doc Gallows was yeah. from Luke Gallows, Festus, Drew Hankinson. Um, <laughs> Fake Kane. Fake Kane. Oh, uh, I, I was like, fuck. like, Because I, I, I knew his contract ran up in Impact. And he'd done some Japan stuff yeah. before that was very Botchamania famous. <laughs> uh, before we go too far, did uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson retweet one of your things about the Bullet Club? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Or talking shop? What is it? Yeah, is it pretty sweet or is it? Uh, it's too, too sweet. sweet. Too sweet. It's too sweet. Um, and then sweet. also Luke Gallows follows me on Twitter. Dude, fuck Sick. yeah! Take uh, that, CM Punk. Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then when he went there, I'm like, okay, what the fuck's happening? Why is Gallows there? And when the Young Bucks went over, that's what I was like, okay, I got to pay attention to this. I really like Generation Me. Yeah, when Generation, Generation Me. fan. I'm like, why is Max Buck and Jeremy Buck going over there? Those were their names? In TNA. Oh, geez. Generation Me. Jeremy Buck. Yeah. Max Buck and Jeremy Sounds Buck. Sounds like a youth pastor's name. <laughs> yeah, dude. Why does it sound like a youth pastor's name? Like, it makes sense. <laughs> like, why would they do that? Because they're, uh, I mean, Ventura was an idiot, and so is Eric Bischoff. Anyway, <laughs> um, so in 2013, it was in February. Old Devitt, the year was had 2013, pinned Tanahashi, and so and at this point, Devitt's in a tag team called Apollo 55. Yeah, and he's a junior heavyweight. Like, so pinning Tanahashi is a big deal. Yeah, when you're a junior, and so that set up a match, especially because he's a junior. It set up a match between him and Tanahashi. And from there, Tanahashi beat him, and Tanahashi was going to help him up and be like, hey, man, you did good, bud. And he's like, fuck you, dude. I don't need your fucking help. I got my little handguns. Yeah, and so he, he started doing that, and <laughs> and he had, like, this big change of, like, his his persona. He became more cocky, villainous, and, like, being disrespectful, which is a big thing over there mm. uh, in Japan. Especially it, back then, being a gaijin, like, foreign, like, wrestler, like... Being disrespectful is like 
oh, you're being a, uh, you're being a the absolute. Yeah, heel, because back then, because it hadn't been done to the level that it is now, yeah. where it's it's kind of cool to be disrespectful. Like uh-huh. that yeah. hadn't infiltrated over there yet. Because it seems like New Japan is really um, based around tradition. Like anytime there's an IWGP Heavyweight match, they do a whole mm-hmm. slideshow basically of the previous champion. Like everything seems every very champion, yeah. Every based Bob on Sapp. very based oh on tradition God. and respect. And so for for uh, this Irish dude to come in and just be like, "Fuck you, and fuck your spe- champ," especially somebody that was such a fan favorite and like kind mm-hmm. of growing. This was in the LA Dojo originally. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, was he, a young boy. He was, yeah, he came up through the system. Like, you, it wasn't just of like Brock Lesnar when Brock Lesnar came over and was a big foreign. Heel, he was know? a young boy and then became a bad boy. And so <laughs> um, he kept trying to um, get uh, Taguchi to go along with him. Like, dude, like we got to fucking do this. Come on, like, Gooch. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Gooch, come on, man. And so at Invasion Attack of that year, um, Devitt turned on Taguchi after they failed <laughs> to beat the Time Splitters, who was Alex Shelley and Kushida. Yeah. And so during that attack, um, Bad Luck Fale makes makes his big return as his bouncer. And he calls him his bouncer, Bad Luck Fale, and he's now dubbing himself the real rock and roller. Yeah. And then he's doing a thing with his hands where he's like, you can't hear it, but my thumb's clicking the top doing of my like index finger. a weird finger. little gun thing, and it's saying like he was always – like he was a real shooter. He's real. Yeah. Real. And he was going to be shooting on everybody. And so then the following pay-per-view – um, and also, he unmasked uh, Captain New Japan and was like being just a real Captain big... fucking New Japan. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Fuck he him. It sounds like he was a real fucking turd. He was. Yeah, he, he was, was drunk worst. in the ring all the time. I watched him this supercut of a match where it was like a six man tag where he literally like laid out in the corner for more than half of the match. And huh. it wasn't that, that wasn't what he was supposed he to be was doing. So he was bad. too drunk. Was he like shoot drunk? He was shoot drunk a lot in matches. Apparently he was just oh. shoot shitty too. Yeah. He was yeah. shoot. He was a shoot terrible wrestler and he was shoot drunk in matches. Oh damn. Dev. <laughs> and so at the same time as this, Carl Anderson is having a really good rise. He's killing the G one, right? So that was 2012. Okay. Great G one finalist, 2012. I got it. Talks about it to this day. Talks about it to this day. <laughs> He's doing really well trying to kind of do a singles run because that's when um, his former tag partner, Giant Bernard, or Tensai, Jason Alberts, Matt Bloom. Yeah. So <laughs> NXT oh, head I, knew, coach. I knew that name. Yeah, NXT so, head coach. So where did uh, – Albert. Uh, so where did um, the factions lie at that point? Was Carl Anderson in a faction? Carl Anderson was, was chaos? chaos. Yeah, everyone chaos. was in chaos at that point. Yeah, was he dude. with uh, Luke? Gallows? No. At this point? He came he comes later. But he was with Shinsuke in Chaos. Okay. Yeah, he was in he was in Chaos. And so what happens is he's having this really good run and then it, at the pay per view he he has a match with Tanahashi and he wants to beat him, but it's like a match built on respect and Anderson's like, Hey, this guy's the best guy in the world and I want to beat him because beating him's gonna mean huge for his career. I mean he had great matches in the, the G one twenty twelve finalist, loses to Okada. Um, also Chaos. Yeah. And so then He's like, hey, I'm going to fight him. He loses that match against Tanahashi because everybody does. Yeah. And uh, Fale and Devitt come and jump him. And jump Anderson? Jump Tanahashi. Tana. Mm. And then they look at him, do a little weird gun thing. Uh-huh. And then give him a bullet club armband. At this time, uh, Tamatanga and Anderson have kind of formed a little partnership. So Tamatanga's in the ring. They're just all looking like, what the fuck's happening? And they all just start beating him down. They too sweet in the middle of the ring, and then they um, 
Prince Devitt's will be able to be like, we're the Bullet Club, eh, or we're Bullet Club, not the Bullet Club, we are Bullet Club, and fucking <laughs> Tomatonga grabs the mic, the fucking bad boy! <laughs> 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 and so that's kind of, that's like where, like, that's where it started right there. So he, that's where, that's where Bullet Club was deemed, yeah. Bullet Club. Okay. And, and they started doing the, N- the NWO hand sign, like, they were, they were, they're already doing that, like, apparently, like, independently, just Devitt and Carl Anderson, because they're just, Chad Allegra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they were just, like, doing that as friends. And so, from there, they, um... So, the initial team there is Anderson, Devitt, uh, Tonga, Bad Luck, Fallet. Fallet. And that's it? That's the original? Yeah. The, okay. The, the, core, the core four. Cool. The four bullets. And so, from there, um, Prince Devitt enters the Super Junior Tournament, beats Kenny Omega, beats Alex Shelley. Um, Taguchi's on the other side, doing really well, but then a legitimate hip injury forces him to pull out of the the final. And so his butt butt betrayed him. Oh no, the butt man was betrayed by his own butt. And so Devitt then wins the best of the Super Juniors, and he's also. Says that hey, I'm moving up to heavyweight permanently, but he's still the junior title holder, and so they keep going and they're doing awesome. Like everybody's like super pissed off. What they're doing a lot of is they are beating the shit out of young boys. Um, they get they beat the shit out of reporters. They put bags over their heads and pretend like, to shoot them with a gun. Yeah, and Jesus. Like like they're executing them. Was it permeated into culture yet? Not yet. Okay, no. and they it, were they were not. Were they, I mean, I'm sure. Over as a general term, but they were over as like legit heels. heels. Like, people like people were like, "Fuck you, them. we liked you." Mm-hmm. Fuck which you, which is the goal. Yeah, yeah. Yes. because like, and they no one had done this style of like heel work in Japan really, like in New Japan at least for a long time. Like, people were still respectful of rules, even if there were heels, like to an extent. Like, yeah, there, there there weren't a lot of run-ins. There weren't a lot of like cheating to win matches, and it, that's what they did. That's what they did. They took. American heel booking to Japan for the first time. And it like, makes sense because Gato, the head booker of New Japan, loves Memphis wrestling. Yeah. Mm. He absolutely loves Memphis wrestling. So, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, all right, now here we can have our own little slice of the pie. Yeah, yeah. and because it had never been done before, it took almost nothing for it to be so fucking effective. Like, and at this point in Bullet Club, there are no Japanese members, right? No, no not until. He comes I, later. Not yeah. until the Tokyo Pan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, then in October, you get the Young Bucks coming in as the new junior tag team. Um, they come in and they fucking win the uh, tournament, the best is, uh, the Super Junior Tag Tournament or whatever it's called. Yeah, Junior Tag League. And then um, as the the World Tag League's coming up, that's when they bring in Doc Gallows. And so um, now there's two tag teams. They got Virgil Devitt. They are kind of running. And they're getting even more because Gallows is a fucking maniac. Yeah. The Young Bucks are fucking maniacs. Yeah. Um, they're getting over a lot more because of this because they're doing suckets. They're doing two sweets. They're beating uh-huh. everybody up. They're on almost every part of the show because they have so mm. many people and they're getting so over. So at this point, is it getting to like undisputed era level of like, it's hard not to cheer these guys kind of thing? Or are they still like, fuck all of I you? I think that there was like, from what I've seen, there was like small contingents of like people who were like, Hell yeah, this is cool. Yeah. But it was still like, you're most of the f- crowd was still like, "Fuck these dudes." Yeah, like, yeah. It's it still took a while for them. To People be who like, are tra- fans of traditionally what they'd been seeing were still like a little hesitant to it. Mm. A lot of them. 
Yeah, and then um, we had Gallows and Anderson. They won the World Tag League. And then they also then beat the Killer Elite Squad at Wrestle Kingdom 8, which is 2014. They beat they beat uh, Archer and Dave Boy Smith Jr. for the tag title. So they're the heavyweight tag champions. And then um, at that same one, Devitt lost the junior tag, or the junior heavyweight title to Kota Ibushi. Okay. And it is rain. And so um, what's going on here is... Um, Fucking Taguchi's coming back from his hip injury and he wants to fight Devitt. And it's like the one year anniversary of Apollo 55 is coming up and it's a loser leaves town match. Oh, wow. Taguchi wins. So Devitt has to leave and town. And then the Young Bucks super kick him and they beat the shit out of him. Oh, I, uh, so I saw something about this. So the, in, the, in that match, uh, the Bucks are down there with Devitt. And trying to help him, trying to help shit. him cheat, and Devitt's like, "No, this is my bag. I have to beat him. This is my thing." And then they kept doing it, and then uh-huh. like after the match, they fucking and super like there's, kick him. and there's parts in the match where Devitt's like pushing the young bucks, and it looks really tense. Yeah, and yeah. one of the coolest things that come comes out of this fucking things is the announcers yelling, "Young bucks, go home!" Yeah, <laughs> um, young so bucks, go home. Was that the first time that they did that? Because that was like a rite of passage. They did that to Kevin when he. Signed to NXT, the Young Bucks like super kicked. They it. also did mm-hmm. that to AJ Styles, kind yeah. of a nice little farewell. And Adam Cole. <laughs> and is yeah. that is that was that, that when it all comes from them k- kicking Devitt out? Okay, like... okay. And that's just what you do to kind of help get like it sets up a little storyline if if you were to come back. So yeah, then, yeah. Uh, Prince Devitt goes to the uh, NXT, the the land right. of where you change your name to Finn Balor, and now uh, now we know him. Yeah. <laughs> so then so Bullet Pop- Club is leaderless. Or so they think. So later, at that same pay-per-view... Same paper. Um, a hooded figure comes and attacks... CM Punk? It was me. Because of Chico Kata, and it was AJ Styles. Freaking hey, man, I'm over here in Japan. And he's like, you're still the same young boy that I knew then. And he's like, you're not a veteran, you're still a young boy, which over there, they're like, oh. Because oh. Okada had been in TNA as... Okado. Oh, yeah, basically uh, Green Hornet, Sidekick, Kato. Oh, weird. Real racist, terrible booking of Okada oh, or DNA. no, poor Literally Okada. wore a little, like, mask and hat and driver outfit and shit. That's like, really weird real to wrap bad. my brain around. It's real fucking bad. Seeing him as one of the best wrestlers it's in the, the world now. It's the reason why New Japan and TNA stopped working together. And to, oh, this, really? and to this day, while they're still, while, while, why they are still mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... AJ is kind of given the reins. He keeps saying he's not the leader, but he's he's the main event guy. I'm not the leader, man. He's like, this is the group. And that's kind of the big thing with yeah. this whole thing. It's like, this is for the group. Bullet Club is number one. The individuals were all going to conquer everywhere. But the number one thing is Bullet Club. Kind of comes into play later. Mm. Um, so with this, fucking AJ and his first fucking first singles, shot. First singles match in New Japan. Wins the fucking title. Wins the title against Okada. Jesus. When Yujiro Takahashi shows back up and fucking hits the pimp juice DDT on fucking homeboy Okada. Yeah. And uh, he's the first Japanese member to, to, to join. To, and, like, I've, I've watched this match back, and it's, like... It also is, the one-year anniversary of Bullet Club forming. Also, yes. Mm. Um, it is, like... The It's kind of a disappointing match because it is such an American-style match of, like... Well, yeah, man, that's how I win the freaking yeah, title. Interference winning the title and shit. Like, they ended up having, like, a much better rematch and stuff. Like, 
but it's not what you're expecting out of an AJ Styles Okada match. Yeah. Like, it's a good match, but then it's like so much Bullet Club nonsense, mm. and you're like, holy shit, people hate them. But that's so right. Much. That's got to be like, such a good way to get heat on that match to be like, oh, it's like so one sided, like unfair gimmick. Like, yeah, shit. it is. Like Okada, like, because Chaos, nobody cares about anyone else in Chaos. Like, that's kind of the thing with Chaos. Yeah. And so, like, it, it was wild to watch, like, and then just they are the smuggest assholes after the match, like celebrating all all of Bullet Club with with the title there. Yeah, and at this point, this is where it starts kind of getting a little bit more, kind of crossing over into the U.S. culture because of Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. because AJ mm-hmm. was working with Ring of Honor, Bucks were working with Ring of Honor, so you so start seeing a little. We're bit in more. 2014 at this point. Yes. Uh, okay. And so. As you see that kind of permeating, then it comes over to like Japan. Like you see more Bullet Club things in the crowd because the Young Bucks are putting on these fantastic matches. I mean, they're going against guys like the Forever, Forever Hooligans. It's going against Time Splitters. They're going against Red Dragon. They're going against all these really good teams. So they're putting on these great matches. AJ Styles is putting on these fucking blow away matches mm. with like Okada and fucking Minoru Suzuki. Tanahashi, like they're just going for it. Gallows and Anderson, because Anderson's always been a, a pretty good name over there, having great matches with against like Tenkozy and Goto and Shibata and like wow, yeah. all these teams. And so you're like, everybody's like, okay, fuck. Like, this is pretty good. Fucking bad luck folly beat Shinsuke to become the Intercontinental Champion over there. Weird. Okay, so they're starting to take over. They are taking over at um in the June pay per view. They had every heavyweight belt because Yujiro was the never openweight champion. Yeah. Wow. And so they all were in the um, the G1. None of them win. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Jeff Jarrett joins a bullet club <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. This is where like, you think it's fucking, jumping the shark. There's also fucking... Um, oh, I Scott Demore? Uh, I was going to say... Um, Me? Oh, Razor Ramon's kid. Cody Hall is, Cody the, Hall is the, their young boy. Yeah, he's your young boy at this time. Yeah. Which is actually I thought was a great spot for him, especially because like, they were stealing fucking click shit. Yeah, he just kept getting hurt. Yeah. yeah, poor guy. And so then um, Kenny Omega had joined New Japan at the beginning of November, and then Taguchi was the junior champion. And so Kenny Omega had done some New Japan stuff before. And then he was the same Kenny Omega he was in DDT, Blonde hair, super bright costume. Gold, golden lover, Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah. Comes out now, dyed like black and gray hair, dark sunglasses, leather jacket. He's Looking a bad a term- guy. Terminator, Terminator. Yeah, cleaner. The cleaner. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. And he, everybody knows he knew Japanese. He's like, I'm not gonna, t- I'm not speaking it anymore. Oh. And he said he was gonna clean up the junior division, starting with Taguchi, and he does. Yeah, because he's a pervert, butt pervert. He beats Taguchi, and in this as well, there is a... We'll keep going, because this is a little bit after. Um, In this as well, with um, homeboy Kenny Omega joining, he starts like really getting paired off with the Bucks a lot, too, because they're all in the juniors division. So when you do that kind of stuff, that's when you see them kind of forming that partnership and that team. And at this point, had Kenny claimed Bullet Club... Or was he just a free agent? No, he was Bull Club. Okay. Yeah. He was introduced he... by Carl Anderson. Oh, okay. Okay. So then Wrestle Kingdom 9 comes through. Um, that's the day after is when Cody Hall joined. Um, he had to earn a spot, but, you know, he was the fucking uh, young boy. 
Um, and then you have, this is where Gallows and Anderson were fighting with uh, the kingdom. And this is some of the best stuff. Like character work this is stuff you never see is during this time, Carl Anderson is just very enthralled with Maria. Oh yeah, because it's the the kingdom is Mike Bennett and Matt Taven oh, and Maria Canellis. Okay, and so they're she'd all dance and be like, "Hey, look at my butt!" And, he, and he would Jeff be dancing. Oh my god, it's the funniest. And thing so in the world. that was actually a really good feud, and it just brought another like facet to them because like it showed off like, oh, they're funny because he's there just like dancing a lot. Yeah, AJ Styles is the same thing too. I can freaking shake they, a leg, they, man. They like can't continue with matches sometimes because they're like enthralled by Maria Canellas too much. <laughs> and yeah. so like this just keeps going. Like they're they're <laughs> they're hitting even more. Fucking Styles then loses. Um, before this, Styles has a match against Kota Ibushi, who won the New Japan Cup. He so that means he gets a title match. Kota Ibushi does. Mm. So in that match, Kota Ibushi's about to hit the Phoenix Splash. Kenny Omega jumps up on the apron and just doesn't hit him, but it stops him. This is post-Golden Lovers? This is post-Golden Lovers. But they hadn't interacted like, at all in New, sim- Japan. in New Japan at all. Oh, my God. And so this is... Um, so he distracted Kota. He didn't hit him, but he distracted distracted him. Distracted him. He goes for the Phoenix Splash. Um, Styles, what happens? Styles catches him. Oh, God. Styles Clash, one, two, three, beats him. And everybody's celebrating, but then you can see Kenny Omega is like, like fuck. This is happening. Yeah. But like this is that long term booking. Yeah. <laughs> and this wasn't even something that they were trying to do. Like yeah. when Kenny has talked about it, he's like, This is just something he was doing, like all those kinds of things. And so then you have like the Anderson and Gallows and Matt um Mike Bennett, Matt Taven. I keep forgetting that fucking Matt Taven was Good. there. Because he is very forgettable. Bring up her current Ring of Honor champion. Oh. Most <laughs> forgettable man alive. <laughs> and so in this time, like, they're just, they're fucking going. Like, they're hitting harder. Everybody's so over. You see more Bullet Club stuff in the crowd more and more and more. It's kind of like, I mean, what we've kind of seen with LIJ since we started this podcast. Yeah. Of, like, where LIJ was still, like, kind of a heel faction when we were first going and now it's like it's the most over thing like mm-hmm. and so now we're at Wrestle Kingdom 10 and this Wrestle Kingdom is a very very important one this is the last one for Shinsuke Gallows and Anderson oh wow and AJ Styles oh Jesus and so this, this is the when everybody signed um and so Shinsuke and AJ Styles have a fucking fin- like it's one of my favorite the matches. match, right? Yeah. Such a great match. It holds up like every time I've watched it. it and holds up. they yeah, shake yeah. hands afterwards. And so the next night, it's Kenny Omega and AJ Styles against Shinsuke. Who the fuck did they? Fu- who's Shinsuke? And I forgot who his partner was. Doesn't I'm matter. Like Goto. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> Someone from Chaos. And so from there, Kenny Omega pins Shinsuke, and then. They turn on AJ Styles, beat the shit out of him, and uh, Anderson, Gallows, Cody Hall, everybody's running down, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Mm-hmm. And they triple super kick AJ again. Oh, God. And then, like, you're either with us or you're with him. They all too sweet, beat the shit out of AJ. He's gone. Nakamura fucking leaves. AJ Styles gone. Gallows and Anderson actually complete a tour, and this is why their contracts are still, like, where they are. Mm. They complete a tour. And then they're gone, but they don't get kicked out. They get respect from everybody. <laughs> they yeah. bow to them. Uh, Tomatonga and um, Bad Luck Fale like did like a giant bow to them. They got to say goodbye to the crowd. 
they really, really, really respected Carl Anderson over there. Gato, like at a, this is just a little aside, at a little lunch, like a dinner thing with a bunch of guys, he turned over to, um, I forgot who it was on this podcast. He's like, see that guy? That's my guy. Yeah. He's like, we're, um, this is another side thing. We're, did Carl, did Anderson and Gallows know each other before this? Not really. This is when they became Carl, like the good brothers. <laughs> Carl Anderson says that he started getting DMs from Gallows like six months before he went over to New Japan, and they're just bearing the same wrestlers, and they became friends. And then like his TNA deal ran out, and he was like, "Hey man, think you can get me over to Japan?" He's like, "You motherfucker, you worked me. Now we're friends." <laughs> Hell yeah! And so this is when they started really calling themselves the Elite, and that's when the Bucks and Kenny were really starting their own stable. They were calling out um, the fucking New Day. This is when they're starting to do a little bit more of the funny stuff. Like mm-hmm. the Bucks hiding under the ring, all the cold spray. Mm-hmm. So you had that going on. Then like with like Tamatanga, Chase Owens had joined up, Yujiro, Fale. You had that going on, which was um, the same type of bull club as it's always been. Mm-hmm. So you started seeing this big divide between the elite. And around this time as well, um, you get um, – Tangaloa, who gets brought into the the Gorillas of Destiny. You get Adam Cole, Adam Page. Um, You get fucking um, Marty Skrull that actually they... That's how they debuted Marty Skrull in the Bullet Clubs when they kicked out Adam Cole. Mm. Okay. Ah. Because he was just doing the villain thing in Ring of Honor and like on his own. And then Adam Cole was leaving, so they needed a new Ring of Honor like us in in bullet clubs wasn't was adam cole ever a leader ish of bullet club in the bullet club of ring of honor yes they were oh okay okay the cody versus kenny like storyline that happened originally adam that was originally going to be adam cole and kenny but then adam cole left okay like if you go back and look at everything they're setting up on being the lead into up until when he leaves and stuff they are 100 percent setting up Kenny versus Adam Cole. Like, and they just never got to do it. Which would have been so cool. Is Cody in Japan yet at this point? Uh, that was his first match was the next Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. okay. 2017. So it's like they keep debuting these guys. And first off, when Adam Page debuted in Bullet Club, nobody liked him because everybody wanted Adam Cole. He debuted before Adam Cole in Bullet Club. Uh, People were pissed. Um, he did like a giant fucking like uh, shooter off like the apron at a live event. And somebody just said, you still suck, Paige. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Yeah. People fucking hated him for a long time. Yeah. Which is whatever. It happens. It happens to Naito. It happened to Okada. It happened to everybody. Yeah. Um, And so from there, like, you just see this, like, splitting off into, like, a little bit more fun-loving guys. And the team, like, people getting really behind the elite. And then, like, the Bullet Club, like, OGs, if you will, become still the same thing. But they are fucking just making money hand over fist oh, with yeah. this Bullet Club merch. Mm. And, and so, that's even before, like, the fucking Hot Topic shit happens. Like, that's still, like, They just, were like, doing it all from, like, the Bucks' house, right? Yes. Yeah, and then Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah. You know? Like, they, yeah, they were, they were making so much money. Like, there's a period of time that I've, like, I've seen stuff about where, like, you couldn't get a Bullet Club shirt for a while. Like, like they'd be sold out and be like, hey, check back. You gotta ask Gallows, he'll get one out of his truck. Exactly. <laughs> and, or Just like, like Derek. And, and, yeah. and Tomatonga has also owned up to like having fucking like made his own ripoff Bullet Club merch early on now. Like, and <laughs> is now selling some of that stuff off. But, like, yeah, you couldn't get it for a while. Like, yeah. it, was the, it was the cool shirt to actually have over here in America because oh, it's so yeah. hard to get. 
And so now we're going to kind of get into a little bit more timeline. I think where everybody's going to be kind of caught and this up. Is, yeah, this is kind of where we we kind of all came in. When you get start getting Kenny Okada, like going and on so, around here. Kenny was still like intercontinental champion at this point too. Like yeah, in that scene. And so coming up here, um, like the Bucks get the junior tag. Like the Girls of Destiny have the tag titles. And like when they come together in big Japanese tour, they're still the bull, like they're still a Bullet Club, but like the like they're still they're it's starting a bit of a see, divide. They're starting to see that big divide, and like even Tama Tonga would be like like Scott Stapp solo album, The Great Divide, like fuck the elite and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's like no, there's just Bullet Club, fuck the elite. Like there's nothing else. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's stuff like going on. Like Kenny was like cha- starting to change New Japan wrestling at the same time. Like. He had like a ladder match for the Intercontinental Champion against a shithead. Don't want to mention redacted. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah redacted. Nice, yeah, a shit piece of shit that still gets booked. Um, uh, fuck you, a major company. Vibe, yeah, um, and and stuff like Michael that Elgin. On. Yeah, it was Michael. Elgin. Uh, fuck that dude. Fuck you, Michael. He still gets booked by New Japan. It doesn't. Okay, not anymore. Like that, but that's recent. Impact. He still gets booked by. Um, yeah. Uh, so like. It was kind of like there's the traditional like bullet club shit going on, but then at the same time the elite was doing cool stuff. So, like you couldn't ignore how what they were doing. Yeah, and they were building their own shit, like yeah. with being the elite. It's like it was here. It was starting. It, it permeated the U.S. Like culture. Started, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like they were doing stuff like in like PWG like, as bullet club, mm-hmm. like Ring of Honor. Like, that's really where Adam Cole was mostly, was in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Even when he was in New Japan, it was usually, like, for the Ring of Honor title, which would be defended over here yeah. and stuff. And well, then... And we, go ahead. No, 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 you. Wasn't there, like, an extended family through being the elite? Like, Joey Ryan was a part of it? Not Bullet Club. Yeah, but... I mean, this... Bullet Club adjacent. Same thing you see now with, like, SCU being brought up. Okay. Okay. And the elite and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, there's always an extended cast of being the elite. Like, yeah. That is just their friends on the road and stuff. Like yeah. Flip Gordon's been part of it, and like they they always bring up random people to like that are their friends on the road that are just who they shoot the show. With. And like, so um, from here, Kenny Omega enters his first G one twenty sixteen, wins it. Mm-hmm. He fucking just runs the gambit, fucking kills it. Mm-hmm. Great G one. The Naito semifinal is one of the best matches I've ever seen. And then like even the final against Goto, who's like who's a good worker but never like. He's he's the reason why he's like a good never open weight champion, like he's just a solid middle of the card dude. But that good finals mechanic. match is fucking great, like with Goto against against Kenny. And at this time, Bullet Club gets another two members, Cody and Bone Soldier, aka Captain New Japan, yeah. Captain oh, fucking, fucking New, New Japan. Japan. And so, was, was Billy Gunn ever in Bullet Club or just in Japan? No, he okay. was Bullet, Bullet Club, Club Hunters. Hunters. Oh yeah, was yeah, a yeah. Two person fucking faction. And so at Wrestle Kingdom Eleven, Young Bucks lose, Girls of Destiny lose, um, Kenny Omega loses. Man, Cody's bad luck. Um, <laughs> Cody won his match against a Juice, Juice Robinson. Robinson that was not good yet. Oh yeah, so was that Wrestle Kingdom Eleven? Eleven. Uh, is it was that Okada Omega one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, which match. I which will that that'll be its own episode is the Oka- Okada Omega. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into this because we're actually taking a pretty good little um, chunk of everything. I didn't know it was gonna take this much time. There's yep. just a lot here. Um, Omega and Cole kind of had started a rivalry and the tension between them. Yeah, yeah. And so Omega, I mean Cole lost his title at Wrestle to Kyle O'Reilly to Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. His Ring of Honor World Title, 
And so they start their tension, and then um, Adam Cole gets turned on. Nice, nice dude. Boners. Oh, no, bone soldiers. Because that's when Kazarian, <laughs> Kazarian soldier. said that he was Bullet Club and then turned on him. Just oh, say, yeah, that was fuck a weird him. fucking thing. And then they disappoint. Cole got disappointed the Young Bucks for not having his back, then also tried to kill Nick Jackson. Uh, in being the elite. Yeah, try to poison him. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And so that's when they bring in Marty Skrull, and they super kick Cole out. And then they poison and kill Adam Cole on, on at, the, at a PW, in the backstage of PWG on being the elite and, mur- and murder him. Does that mean in there that if Adam I, Cole ever became a free agent, he could not join AEW? Because he's dead. Because well, he's, his ghost could. Canonically, he's dead. They, well, they, he could have a resurrection, too. Canonically, he is dead in being the elite. Like, on Twitter, sometimes they're like... They they say like why are you guys talking about Adam Cole he's dead like yeah. they they they've done shit especially like <laughs> last year they were doing that shit a lot right when he debuted like people would be tweeting at them about Adam Cole and he's like he's dead yeah like we murdered him he's dead <laughs> he's dead Derek and so at this Me. time <laughs> as everything's going on this goes into the famous two out of three uh, sorry the sixty minute draw between Omega and Okada mm-hmm. which we'll get into. But this also started a storyline with Cody and Omega, where Cody wanted to throw in the towel, insisting mm-hmm. he was too hit, he was too hurt. And so then Cody wins the the Ring of Honor title against Chris Daniels, and then Cody lost to Okada in the LA show for New Japan. So you have this big power struggle now. Is that a bad match, Cody and Okada? It's fine. It's... Co- Cody's getting better as a wrestler. At the time, I remember there's not there. His superstar power did not come from his in-ring ability. No, no not that, not that, at all. That match was – it was an okay match. It was a very American, like, style heel match from Cody, like, okay. which kind of clashed with Okada, like, being Okada. Like, so a big thing with New Japan coming here, and I think why Cody works better in other things, is New Japan people who come for shows want New Japan matches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't want an american style match yeah because yeah. even his match against nick aldis his match against dustin those are just fucking memphis nwa matches mm-hmm. this like was a just a wwe yeah. style like main he, event style match he but he doesn't have the work rate to keep up at the new japan style uh style like main event match like he is he has a great he has a really good work rate like much more than what he ever got to show in wwe mm-hmm. it's constantly getting better but his like style of storytelling is best when he's working, like the his match against Dustin, yep. like where it's not just move, move, move. Yeah. Like it's not that just high intensity, like just constant Kenny moves, Omega match. That Kenny Omega match, like it's best when the, there's room to breathe and ta- like let those moments sink in a little bit. Yeah, and it, like and he's great at those. Like, yeah, and and I think it's awesome that. He's kind of found that because yeah. he's like doing the best work he's ever done. And that's why I asked because I could just see a Cody Okada match being terrible. Because <laughs> I could see them clashing so. I would much. say it's a, I'd say it's a three star match. Okay, okay. Like, it's a three to three and a half star match, but it has Okada in it, so you expect five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Okada, like he he is a chameleon. Okay, right. So he's a pretty adaptable wrestler. Yes. Yeah. Um, so at this point in Bullet Club, there's a like a power tension between Cody and Kenny. Yeah, at the top for the leadership, even though the the guys who are actually in Japan most of the time. So the because Kenny seems like at this point he's a little distracted because now Coda's back in the picture, right? Not yet. Not, Not yet. quite yet. Okay, this happens here soon. Um, 
And then in the same match, uh, Kenny came and was like, I'm going to throw the fucking towel in for Cody now. Like, yeah. And then gives like, it to Brandy. I care about you. But then, I care about but then you. then he gives the towel to Brandy trying to get her to throw it in. Yeah. yeah. Psychological warfare shit. And so then they have uh, the G1 2017, which uh, Kenny beats Okada in that 30-minute match, which was so fucking good. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then you can see that everybody, like, with Tamatanga and all them, are they're questioning the leadership of Kenny. Like, okay, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're so worried about this shit. Um, then Kenny loses to Naito. This is where Homeboy comes in, Kota Ibushi. Because after that, they're taking him out of that match, and he's fucking hurt and blah, 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 blah. He sees Kota Ibushi in the back. And he's like... It has, like, a breakdown about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really cool. Which is hilarious because it's this backstage New Japan thing, and they have cutaways and fades already prepared. Nice. Like, it's supposed to be this in-the-moment thing, but there's, like, literally, like, fades between the two right. of them. <laughs> and it's the funniest fucking thing in the world looking at because they just over-prepared it. I love, yeah. I love that. It, but it's so good. And so... He sees his old best friend, and he has conflicting emotions. No, his old lover. Yeah. Well, okay, well, your lover can be your best friend. That's yeah, true. In, true. A, in many situations, probably should be, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, so Wrestle Kingdom 12, and you had Young Bucks winning their championship. Marty Skrull, Skrull lost his, and then, um, let's see here. Oh, that's where Cody, trying to get to Kenny, fights Kota Ibushi. No. He's like, okay, motherfucker, I see everything. Like, you're going to come after my home? You're going to come after Brandy? I'm going to come after your home! And so... Um, he keeps In the match, keeps yelling stuff like, I, like... Kenny doesn't love you as much as I do. Yeah, I remember like that. that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. It's weird. It was a little... He... Didn't he, like, kiss him, too? Yeah. Yes. It was a little cringy. It was the point where Cody was like... I, I understood what he was doing, but... God, it was, like, it, oh. it was getting cringy with yeah, his yeah. heel work. Like, he and Brandy were both force-kissing people all yeah. the time. Yeah. And so then, um, at New Beginnings, Omega lost the U.S. title to Jay White Switchblade. Breathe. The Switchblade. <laughs> And then he was attacked by Cody and hit with the crossroads. So, getting fucking crazy. And then that's where the Tongans are just like, we're fucking done with these. We're the OGs. Like, fuck this shit. Yeah, um, like, they, yeah, they're like, we're basically, we're, we're taking back Bullet Club. Like, this has gotten too fucking out of control. Yeah. And so at Supercard of Honor, um, Omega and Cody fought. Um, and we're at 2018 at this point, Yes, right? we're, um, they fought. And so then... The Bucks kicked Omega, and so Cody was able to win. Mm-hmm. Um, after that match, they're about to beat up Kenny. Uh-oh. And Co- that's when Kota Ibushi makes the save. Yeah. Oh, and then such a fucking powerful tension move. with. Uh, so Ibushi comes and fucking, you know, fight, fends off the bullies. And he's like, you leave my man alone. Yeah, and it was mostly Hangman, Skrull, and Cody that were doing it. Yeah. The Bucks didn't. Right, because they, they played pretty... They, they're very conflicted. Uh, yeah, and at that point, Kenny and Abushi are looking at each other like, all right, man, where are we at? What is this? And so then with with this, Abushi uh, wouldn't necessarily become a member of Bullet Club, but he would be... This involved. is where they, they, they embrace, though, in Confetti, right? Yeah, but he'd be involved in like a lot of the tag matches, yeah. teaming with like Yujiro Takahashi and Marty... I think even in Marty and... Yeah, so uh, there Chase was Owens. like a mutual interest, but he wasn't a part of the group. 
Yeah, and then this is where Tama introduced Bone Soldier, who is now Taiji Shimori. Yeah. The new Bone Soldier. Badass. Beat the shit out of Osprey. <laughs> that was great. Um, then the Bucks then defeat. This is in June 9th. This is Dominion. This is the famous Dominion match. And this is where they win the IG, WGP heavyweight titles for the first time. And this is where Omega would beat uh, Kachiko Okada in two falls to one to win the IWGP title. And this is, ends the longest reign for Okada in history, which is 720 days. And that's where they also, the Bucks came in. Big hug. They embraced everything. And then Cody comes out all crazy, goes halfway, leaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pulls a Lacey Evans. Yeah. <laughs> And so then Omega then defeats Cody at the G1 special in July. Um, and then after that, they everybody makes up. They're like, okay, we're a family again. And then the Young Bucks were joined by uh, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and King Haku. And they appeared to congratulate everybody. And then they came back and fucking beat the shit out of them. Like mm-hmm. beat them up. Yeah. So that's where like uh, yelling in the camera and stuff. Uh-huh. That's where the, they were the firing squad. They beat up Paige and Scroll came to help, and then they even beat up Udro and Chase Owens who were trying to be like, guys, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, we're we're just the two random dudes over here. <laughs> <laughs> I take the pin, dude. <laughs> I'm here to take the pin. And so the Tongans said, "Hey, we're the fucking real Bullet Club. You guys are fucks. You guys can eat shit." Because then Cody was gonna they hand Tama handed the chair to Cody, and he tried to swing it at them. Then they beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Bad move by Cody. Mm-hmm. Really should have rethought that one. But, <laughs> yeah. but to be fair, I'm pretty sure even if he had hit like Kenny with it or whatever, yeah, they would have then turned on him afterwards because they would have still been like, "Nah, we still hate you." And Fuck so you eat shit. <laughs> and so then, um, at this time, Jay White had turned on Okada, and Gato had turned on Okada. And chaos and yeah. did I? Sorry, I was, I was in the I was in the piss room. Did you cover Ooh. that? Kenny tried to recruit Jay White. I did not. I, oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, he because at New Year with New Year's Dash. Yeah, uh, Kenny tried to recruit Okada or Jay or, White. God, Jay White into Bullet Club. Bullet, he put on the shirt and stuff, and then was like, nah, hit him with the Blade Runner, the Blade Runner and yeah. then ended up joining Chaos instead. And Fucking so then nice now, um, nice perv. Jay White, Jado, and Ghetto joined Bullet Club when they turned on um when they turned on Okada mm-hmm. and so then they also announced Robbie Eagles was a member and so at the same time Cody announced that he was no longer a member and same with Matt Nick Adam Page and Kenny Omega and they're just simply the elite no longer part of Bullet Club even though in New Japan they were still Bullet Club <laughs> yeah yeah so it didn't necessarily matter and so then Jay White is now the leader of Bullet Club. It's kind of where we are now. Yeah. 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 Um, Chase Owens and um, Yujiro Takahashi, they initially left and aligned with the Elite, but then they just re- rejoined Bullet Club, and they're like, eh, we're fine. Like, you guys are cool. <laughs> yeah. Jay White is now officially the leader. He fucking beat Okada when he fucking Wrestle Kingdom this last year. Mm-hmm. Became the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, and so now we're at this spot. Is that when Balloon Boy started? Balloon Okada? No, this no, was after. Was, as Balloon Okada, Balloon Okada was ended before at with his match. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jay, okay. Okay. Yeah. It was... And then now they have uh, El Fantasmo as a member. That just happened in March. And so what's going on now with Bullet Club is 
it's back to a little bit more of its original state mm -hmm. with the elite leaving with all elite wrestling happening yeah and how that is going on bullet club is kind of back a little bit more to the original status but the mark that it left in professional wrestling is undeniable i mean well, you had the yeah. club yeah you had the balor club you have just all the shirts that they made with all their stuff Dude, yeah, yeah which you know just pro tip Go to uh, any hot topic near you right now. There's going to be a bunch on clearance. Yep, from all the people that left. So yeah, well, that's true. And, and arguably, all elite might not have happened without Bullet. Not Club. arguably, it would not, it it would not be a thing. Hundred Well, yeah, all those people wouldn't have met. Yeah. The yeah. only reason Cody got even in with the Young Bucks is all because of Kevin Steen. He's, yeah, they like, he was friends with both of them, and he told the Bucks to take care of him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now look. Yeah, and That's so I, I, I'm guilty of uh, after the elite left Bullet Club, kind of my interest sort of waned just because I loved them so much and I was unfamiliar with the rest. Um, but it does seem pretty curious. I love what's going on right now with the the Tongans. Uh, they're just hilarious, uh, but scary. They're kind of they're. I I really like that they kind of like did the like good guy thing for a minute, and now they are back to being terrifying. Like, yeah, they're and they're back to like swearing, talking in the ring shit a bunch to the military. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, Tom Matonga was on a fucking <laughs> roll a, for a while. He still, he still kind of is, but unfortunately, he's a, he's just, a, he's a veteran. He, yeah, he, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's also just directed at what culture right now, which is like a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. that real or not? I oh, it's got to be a work. Okay, like, he, he's got to be. He, they wouldn't be responding and shit. And okay, like, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't be in videos saying the worst wrestler in the world, Tom Matonga. <laughs> Um, if they didn't, if it wasn't work. I mean, it's undeniable when WWE tried to copyright the two sweet hand signal. Yeah. yeah it it cost Jimmy Jacob his job taking a picture with him. Yeah. And now Triple H wants to be part of it. <laughs> right. I mean, they, they book Gallows and Anderson and AJ together when they go to Japan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Triple H is there too. And then look at mm -hmm. any wrestling show you go to any or any wrestling show you watch. Or any grocery store you go to. Yeah, Bullet any Club. Any Idaho Club. Shakespeare Festival play you go to and look at the stagehand. Yeah, yeah, Bullet Club's everywhere. Any band you watch on tour <laughs> that likes wrestling. Shout out Andy Williams. Remember every time I die, he, he shouted me out for wearing Bullet Clubs <laughs> every time I die show. Nice. And, like, I mean, Wicked Bears made a rip-off logo. A bunch of people. I know a comedian who has a rip-off logo of it. Like, Yeah. They it, permeated, like, into pop culture, which is wild. Because they they kind of make almost bigger than WWE. Well, did. in a weird way, that no. well, but that, like in the cool way. There's that like, counter. The cool it's, it's that counterculture it's, thing. Yeah, it's counterculture of, of, of like this is a cool thing that's mine and not a lot of people know about it. it yeah, everyone knows about it, but you know what I mean. It's that that feeling of like making wrestling. It like, feels more underground. It makes it underground and like cool. It's like if you like Slipknot. Yeah, it feels like it's underground even though they're everywhere. Because those. People wearing those Bullet Club shirts everywhere probably also watch WWE, but they're oh, not yeah. walking around in a fucking Roman Reigns shirt. Yeah. It's not cool. Of course not Roman Reigns. Not Roman. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, kinda, his, it's not Roman's fault. It might almost be back around to cool to wear a Roman Reigns shirt on like a totally new plane now. On a so. different level. Well, I'm yeah. going to just start wearing Cena shirts. So that, yeah, I'd say that out. one has re gone all the way around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shout out, shout out to uh, my friend Jason Grandstaff who uh, rocks many Cena shirts. Hell yeah! Shout out, hustle, loyalty, respect. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that was that's the history of the Bullet Club. Yeah, uh, thanks, Isai. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> round of applause for Isai. That was some heavy lifting. Yeah, I've had Panda Express here the whole time. Yeah. I've been trying to eat it. And I'm like, I can't fucking do this. So I'm like the <laughs> well, only one yeah, talking. Yeah, I haven't thought about eating orange chicken in years. Panda Express does it best. And man, 
Well, Jenna texted me when not I was in the Not best. R.I.P. Well, last like yeah. 15 minutes not of a my real work. Dish, so. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, hey, Chipotle or Panda Express. And I said, Panda Express, she, tell me what you want right now and I'll get it. I'm like, orange chicken, teriyaki chicken, white rice. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so that's the history of Bullet Club. Yeah. that I think that's a pretty good. Uh, cro- it's a big cron- summation. It's, yeah. yeah. It's real. Chronicle. That's real. real. Captain fucking New Japan. <laughs> Yeah, um, we're gonna be going doing deep dives on this. We're gonna kind of do this in a little bit different way than we initially thought. We talked about doing it out of a hat, but instead, we're gonna roll a dice. And each yeah. each week, one of us will will uh, at the end of the show will pick uh, the next week's uh, topic that we'll do some research on and just do a deep dive. So you'll get a whole smattering of things. And as we pull our dice out, let's go through the Russell Boys Classic because holy shit! Yeah, man, this Derek had an awakening this round. Week. I did. Guys, I got the dice. Nice. Should we do nice, that now? Nice dice. Let's do it now. Nice Roll for dice. initiative, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 19. 19. No. Low, lowest roll wins, so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not fucking golf. <laughs> I'm just going to kick your chair over right now. 13. If I get a nat 20, we're talking about Scooby-Doo. Fuck. Oh, you got a three, dog? Nice. <laughs> Good. I deserve that. <laughs> I don't know how bad I, I want to talk I, to it. I, I can't like, wait to talk gimmick. about progress. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll go Kurt through Angles. the list. 13. Bad luck. Five. <laughs> One. Oh, that's a critical failure. Nine. 20. Got it. Nice. <laughs> got it. All right, Zach. Do you have one in mind? I or? did not yet, but we can start going through the classic. Yeah, classic. classic. At the end of the thing, we'll yeah, have yeah. one. Cool. cool. All right. My, my phone is dead. I'll, I'll oh, get nice. in and then we'll start looking. Yeah. Um. So, this week was fucking man. Things happened to my brain. Um, and your giblets. And no, your I mean your wrestling jimmies. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. First match. So we're going to go over Maiko Satamora and Becky Lynch. Yeah. First match. Uh, if, if you're unfamiliar, if you're confused right now, uh, go back and listen to our last episode where we pull, picked our draft picks for this year's classic. Yeah. By this year, I mean this classic. So let's talk about Becky Lynch first because she's. Whose pick was she? Uh, Becky was mine? Derek's pick. So they're both yours. No, Mako's mine. Yeah. So Mako's yours? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll talk about Becky Lynch. She's the man. Yeah, um, so what, I think what we need to figure out, too, is what, what we're taking into consideration with how we pick this. Because in-ring ability, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, but also ability to... She's not even the best in WWE. Oh, no, 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 no I, not I mean, at all. Not oh, at oh, all. I, I, mean, like, I mean our criteria. Oh, I thought you like, started ab- like to go. I'm like, okay, no, let's no, do no. this. This is fucking uh, shoot, brother. No, so in-ring ability for sure. Um, like energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just booking, like how we want to book this right. tournament. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, okay. Uh, Becky Lynch is arguably the biggest star. At least last year, she was the biggest star. Right. My and, head immediately comparable to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Like, and, badass. Um, I mean, she's one of the four horsemen of the women's Horse division. Women. Horsewomen. Um, she, like, was is the reason... One, one of, of the eight four horsewomen. <laughs> <laughs> is one of the reasons that uh, women's wrestling is looked at more seriously nowadays. Yeah, it was part of that group that was in, like that was pushing it in NXT. You know, I don't like, think she was the one with the match, but she, I mean, well, where it's at right, like as we so speak it, it took, with Ronda it Rousey took until this last like her run to be considered like up in that because before it was always Sasha Bailey and Charlotte. Those yeah, were kind of the, and yeah. Becky was just kind of there. Becky, it was Sasha. It was like oh Sasha Bailey started 
And then like, oh, and, and Becky. Yeah, actually, I mean, well, Be- Becky never had the NXT title. Well, and Becky was making puns about quinoa a year and a half ago. Like That's what got her back over, dude. She's She became like this. She just, her character flipped. She became this badass, like, yeah. don't. Don't fuck with me. Right. Um, uh, in it, ring, she's fine. She's good. I mean, she's good. We, we joke she's not going off the top rope I will, anywhere. I will. She cannot <laughs> jump. I will Irish say, lasses can't jump. I'm going to take a mat line. She's pretty good in the ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, she I, she is very good at, like, the, the technical, like, the ground, like, submission part of wrestling for sure. And there's there's aspects of her game that are really good. Um, and she I think she's really, like, her, fluid and like transitions between stuff well. Like, she's one of those examples of just like fucking heart that won't quit. Like she has admitted fully that like she was a piss poor wrestler when she started, but she wanted it so bad, mm-hmm. you know. And I think like even when uh when uh Finn Balor Prince Devitt was was training her in, in Ireland, like that's what he said. Like she couldn't wrestle for shit, but she had just like Captain fucking New Japan. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but she had like that fucking drive. You also, know. I think like she would be without her character, she'd be the definition of a good hand, a mechanic. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right, absolutely. Like she would be like, if you like make comparisons to like men, like the men's division, like she'd be a solid like Go-to. occasionally hold the IC title. She'd be, a, she'd be a, a, a Goda without that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's enough about Becky. I mean, she's great. She, she beat Ronda Rousey. Like, there's a reason why she's in the position she's in. Yeah, she's so like. She's magnetic as a personality. When she turned, she's when great she on up, Twitter. When she, getting a little worse, but oh yeah, it's, yeah. Not, yeah. it's, it's, it's getting a little keep, much. It's, it's hard to keep up when you're not giving material. <laughs> Gold. Oh, I know. Um, but Gold. like when she turned, <laughs> when she turned that switch, and she hit that that other fucking level. When she broke her face. Yeah, even before then, when she was just calling out Rhonda, everything like it was just a different character, different side of her, and it was. Kind of untouchable, especially in the world of WWE, where you don't get necessarily that kind of stuff all the time. So it was really cool to see, especially them just going fucking full dog with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And her opponent in the Wrestle Boys Classic is Japanese superstar Mako Satomura. Dude, like what? Twenty, like almost twenty-five year career. Yeah, in I mean, she, wrestling. she appeared in WCW. Yeah, she oh, debuted. Shit. She at debuted six, in, at sixteen years old. Yeah, dude, she debuted in nineteen ninety-five, and she has carried. Like, I'm just gonna list off places she's held championships. Okay. Uh, in, in no particular order, and please excuse my pronunciations. Uh, Gaia Japan, pro wrestling. Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling. Tokyo Sport. Didn't she? Isn't she the or? Didn't she start Sunday Girls? Yes. Okay. Um, Fight Club Pro, DDT Pro, Chikara. They uh, won um, the Sunday Girls won the King of Trios in 2016. Yeah. Um, Chikara, uh, very uh, progressive promotion. Russell Splania talks about Sunday Girls all the yeah. time. Yeah. Cool. I need to familiarize myself with more of these things, and hopefully, we'll, you know, we'll we'll do more of those kind of deep dive sort of topics. But yeah. uh, WXW, she won their their women's tournament. I mean, Stardom, like. Yeah, everywhere. like she's been everywhere and she's won championships everywhere and if you watch her her even her work in the most recent may young classic you can see why this like she's, she's a star so good like yeah that even that first round match against killer kelly like it made killer kelly immediately like a star just how good that match was between the two like yeah she has like just i mean you talk about ring presence 10 yeah like her coming down to the ring it's like that's a badass who can fuck and you then, up like when the like with her versus uh, mercedes martinez mm-hmm. um it was like two people were like 
oh shit, they can fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. So that's, the, that's the match that made Michael Cole just yell, hell yeah! yeah. yeah. Uh, and it made the world yell, hell yeah. I mean, no. God, that scorpion kick. Is That's the thing, terrifying. dude. So I feel like with Mako Satomura, from what I've uh, from what I've gathered while watching her, is she is so good at like doing like those manip- like joint manipulating holds. Yeah, but also can strike like fucking out of nowhere. Mm. Yeah, her, her strikes are like fucking unreal. Like her Oscar, like Kyle O'Reilly, like those are the people that I, like Roddy. Roddy, yeah. Like, yeah, just seems like that seems like it fucking hurts. Uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm and I believe really hurty people. Yeah, uh-huh. um, like Zack Saber Jr. said that Mako Satomura is the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, he was like yeah. the best wrestler in the world, and just some bloke like standing next to her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like so, I, I don't know. She is just insanely skilled, and her presence coming to the ring just the way she carries herself in the ring she looks like a veteran who knows what she's fucking doing yeah and the match you sent us to watch was her against uh io, io shirai which, and her versus pete dunn which made me fall in <laughs> love with her even more io like that match yeah, yeah. is insane like some of the stuff they do it's like watching that dragon lee takahashi Ta- hiromu match yeah yeah, yeah. like you're right takahashi okay I, got, I was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> yeah. we were just talking about Yujiro a lot. Yeah. 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 So it's like like they are both incredible. And Maiko just like, man, she's just so entertaining to it's watch. Like when you watch someone that confident in the ring, it's just like, all right, like I'm not – I don't know. You know so nothing, tournament, yeah. what do you think then? I'm going to go Mako just because I think Becky has a superstar ability that is super, super like – on right now but i think just given body of work i don't know if it can last i'm considering a 25 i I mean i'm gonna say this right now i don't give a flying fuck about what they're doing with her because the fucking feud they put her in with lazy the worst yeah and it sucks because i'm so indifferent between that like i don't care and it like when you turn like when you fucking cool off your fucking hottest baby it'd be like you put fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin, you just beat Shawn Michaels, and then you put him in there against fucking a debuting test. Yeah. It's just like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not Becky, Andrew Martin. Yeah, it's not Becky's fault, but it's just, it is. It's not, but it's, it's the sucks. truth of the matter. Like, and also, Mako is a more interesting person to move on in a tournament because yep. you get, like, <laughs> Becky is. Is one like wonderful at what she does at the WWE main event style, and she is like trans transcendent talent. Like it's proven, like she is trans like transcended what the like literal like figurative glass ceiling of like what that division has meant. And she has a lot of career ahead of her, and she does. And it, it I will- don't know, she's like she already retired. Yeah, Did she? for like seven years she's retired. Oh fuck! Well, she potentially became has a flight much attend- more career. Became a flight attendant. Oh damn! Then came fuck back, yeah. which it's fucking incredible that she's where she's at now. Yeah. Um, after doing that, and then after like giving, they're like been, WWE's like ringing, like, hey, what's up? Yeah, after <laughs> being given given a fucking like leprechaun river dance gimmick at first. Oh, in that's NXT. right. That's from like, where she fucking came from to where she is now is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Mako is a more like if you're booking this tournament. Like having Mako like go on to face you know people further in this tournament is like the yeah. thing to do. Where you could really make a like if you're booking Mako a star. If you're, yeah. if you're if you're booking this as like a, somebody's booking a tournament, which we are. Yeah, you'd want to have somebody with the legitimacy of Mako Satamora come in. You beat the fucking WWF champion. 
<laughs> and then you have somebody else that, like, let's say, a random person. I'm just going to throw it out like a Piper Niv, and you come in, have them be then it's like, holy shit, like, now this person's a star. Yeah. This was a real promotion, but it's not. It's just us. Yeah. No, my vote's for Mako. Yeah, same. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Mako moves on. Unanimous. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Next match. Akira Hokuto yep. against Awesome Kong. Mm-hmm. I have so much to say. Go ahead. Go no, for you it. Just, you yeah. can just like shoot from the hip. All right. You can just take this from me right now. Cause so this <laughs> might be enough today. <laughs> this might be some inherent misogyny. When we started this tournament and Isa is like, oh, it's this Japanese wrestler from the 90s. My first thought was like, okay, this is going to be fine. It's going to be whatever. It's going to be old-timey women's wrestling. I was fucking wrong. You, old time. Old-timey women's wrestling in Japan is a, a different thing. Yeah. This yeah, right. this is like watching a current a current New Japan match. Um the one the big one uh the first one you sent. Who is that against? Um uh, which one? The blood, like that the, bloodbath match. Like one of the best matches of all time. <laughs> I forgot which one I sent. Was it her versus Minami Toyota? No, no. No. Dang it. Why do we text so much? I'm trying to go back. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, forgot. I had it pulled up and then I lost it. Um, oh, I, oh, her versus um, fucking uh, uh, Shinobu, Shinobu Kandori. Kandori. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. This, so, fucking le- right? <laughs> legitimately, like, one of the best matches in general, not just women's matches, I have ever seen. Five-star match. Yeah. By the way. I mean, um, the uh Shinobu is also insanely good. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. from from the get go, uh you see uh Hokuto come out with this fucking like witch looking gimmick yeah. on and well, then like it's a, it, that's a, she looks like a samurai. Yeah. It's exactly. like a straight from a Kurosawa movie and it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. holy fucking shit. And just rips that mask off, looks badass as fuck. Yeah. Like talk about ring presence. It's like okay, like I had no idea who these people were and like ten minutes into this match I'm like, yeah, this is a five star match. Yeah. Like it it was like you said, an awakening. Like I just wanna watch all Japan matches. I get why. Like, doesn't Dave Meltzer? Didn't he say like that? Doesn't he always wear like really old? So it's like one of the one that he always wears. In a, the picture I took with him, he's wearing a big Egg universe shirt. Yeah, it's <laughs> this like fucking eight hour event that happened in the Tokyo Dome. Okay, yeah. like Bill I Lacano just beats Medusa or Alondra Blaze for the WBF Women's Title. There. Wow, I just want to watch all of it. And like the the tag match you set, like it was like. It was so sick. Like every woman in that match, mm-hmm. it's like I want to know everything about them, dude. So the the fucking yeah, that's Manami Toyota and Kira Hokuto teaming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, bad. Two of the best wrestlers of all, all time, time. Yeah. Regardless of gender, on a, one team together. And then yeah. the other one I sent was Aja Kong versus yeah. Kira Hokuto. So that match didn't blow me away as much as the uh, Shinobu. So one of the things one. with uh, this is just saying like with Aja Kong matches, they're gonna follow a certain thing because of just. Well, she, she was walking like she was walking at Starcast yeah. already. No, it's just like that's just um, she's a big monster character, and like, yeah, you're you're not gonna get the the high flying thing. It's a different type of psychology. That but I out. will say their entrances are some of the greatest entrances. So that was a, that was ever a, uh, fucking scene. All Japan women's uh, like pay per view at the Tokyo Dome. I think that one is from Big Egg Universe. Oh, was it? Uh, it had the Wait, same. No, it's em- not. It had so the, the same- top. The V-Top Women's Tournament. Yeah, yeah. It had the same emblem as the other match in the ring, which that ring looks like it hurts fucking hard. Oh, yeah. To fall That's on. just the uh, All Japan Women's emblem. Yeah. I look at that every day. Jenna, Jenna has a giant flag in my Oh, sick. Hell yeah. 
Dude, I get why it's badass. Yeah, because I remember, like, just kind of talking about your awakening, I remember when I first started kind of diving into some of that Joshi stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've always heard these names, and so let's just fucking go look. Yeah. And it was awesome. Like, you get that, like, oh, this is fucking wild. It's like she could hold her own with, like, fucking Suzuki. Well, I feel uh, like that's maybe. <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, uh, I, I mean, somebody we say is probably one of the best wrestlers that's going is Asuka. And I saw her versus Suzuki. But yeah, it was yeah. it was booked well, to be that way. It, that was booked to be that way, and it's uncomfortable. And no, I cannot recommend yeah. watching that no, match. No, I can't. But, um, it's bad. Oscar wanted to get the shit beat out of her by Suzuki, and she and did. So th- this is going to show. Um, at that time in Japan, wrestling in general was hot, and in the '90s, on the All Japan side, you had guys like Masawa, Kachikabashi, uh, Kawada, who were doing this. And this isn't to say, oh, the the like just to downplay the women because the women were just as popular as them. Mm. And it's like that's right. You had two, there was, well, there were, you had two sides that were so hot, and there were women and, commentators. Oh, yeah. like it, it was like a progression that I wasn't expecting at all. Mm, and then, God, the bottom fell out of that scene so hard in the early two thousands. Because okay, it's, it's unreal. And then like, with. Yeah, like that's yeah, where well, that'll be its own episode. Awesome yeah, sure. Because I'm yeah. very curious. It was kind of there for a minute, and then mm. it fell out super hard. And then, like, I know everybody praises like, Stardom for what it is, which is the Japanese wrestling, and it's awesome. But I mean, it was really just started almost as like to like get these like super cute girls, train them in really good wrestling. Yeah, but like have them almost be like idols, mm-hmm. like in Japan. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Whereas this was just like you, it was almost the same thing because the big popular women's wrestling. In the '80s, that started was the Crush Gals, yeah, who went into pop culture. Gotcha. Then you got Bull Nakano, you got all these other people. But like I was saying, like all Japan wrestling in the '90s has is a very big thing. Um, that a lot of people like hold that in high regard, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why this gets held up in just as high regard because it was just as good and not better. If and you you when, watch any of these matches, and you can't say that's not a legit combat sport. Yeah. Because yeah. they and, aren't fucking pulling punches. And it's it's just like, just show like, no, it wasn't just because everything else in Japan was shit and it was the only thing that was kind of decent. No, it was... Everything was good and it was everything, everything was, was like good. competing with it with and each other. Yeah. Like, they could fucking go out and do a giant show at the Tokyo Dome. It was like, all Japan wrestling is fucking killing it. And then you got all Japan women's fucking killing it. You're like, holy shit, like... All this good stuff happening, yeah. and not like where you have sometimes well, like. And during that same time, we're over here in the U.S. being like brawn panties matches. Oh, yeah. look at look at her butt. Oh, this was at the time where they weren't even doing women's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is at the because period. This is early '90s, I guess. Yeah, early mid '90s because the first and only WCW Women's Champion Akira Hokuto. Oh, yeah. damn! <laughs> and like there was stuff like like we were starting to see this like kind of wrestling come over to America in little bits. We had, like, the jumping bomb angels, like, coming over to the WWF and it, like... Bull Nakano. 80s Bull Nakano. Like, and then just, like, misogyny basically was like, oh, this isn't selling. But it was because nothing it wasn't... Was selling. Nothing was selling. And it wasn't being sold. Like, it wasn't being promoted correctly. It wasn't yeah. at all. So there's, like, well, well, fuck it. And like, did they make them wrestle differently? Not necessarily. Not really. Actually. Like, jumping bomb angel matches in the early, like, WWF cool women's name. tag team titles, were those are fucking good matches. Yeah. Like, those are really and good matches. It, it's like going to a fucking coffee shop, and they have, like, this specialty drink that's not on the menu. They never tell anything about it. Like, why haven't we sold any of this? Like, <laughs> because yeah. you're not fucking selling it. Yeah. yeah. Um. One real quick aside. 
was um, in the tag match. Was that Red Shoes refing? Probably. He's he, been like, around forever. He had Red Shoes on, and he was, like, moving the same way. I couldn't make out his face. It was too blurry. Was but... he – did he also look as disheveled as he always does? I don't remember. Well, I couldn't make out his face. Yeah. But he was jumping around. Probably and, like, then. Could, he has been around wearing, for a very long time. Was wearing Red Shoes. He's been around forever. Okay. Um, so what – I. I would like to know a little bit more about Awesome Kong because I watched the match mm. that yeah. you sent, yeah, uh, which is very good. And then we saw her at Double or Nothing, yeah, yeah. Um, but I know and her mostly from Glow, like yeah. as a she, as a TV she, uh, personality. Yeah, so she's like, she's wonderful. Like she's like a really really good wrestler. And I sent one matches her versus versus Gail Kim. They yeah. have like four matches that are all very very good from from tna it was like the early days of the knockouts division yeah and that like that rivalry like set this like made, was so much better than what wwe was doing at the time yeah wild why do i know gail kim as a name she's been in wwe some mm-hmm. she's also just one of the best women's wrestlers okay especially over here in america like, okay of like the last like 15 ish years okay like, she was someone in the WWE developmental made it into WWE a little bit and then got cut and then okay. basically got incredible at wrestling to spite WWE over in TNA. So she's been around since 2002. Uh, awesome like, Kong. Like her big, like real trading was actually in Japan. Yeah. And the reason why she's awesome Kong is because I, she actually told this story on tights and fights when she was a guest on was because they had a show that was supposed to have Aja Kong on it. Um, and Aja Kong got hurt or something wasn't on the show anymore, and so they changed the flyer to A Kong, A period Kong, oh. and made her name Awesome Kong over in over in Japan, and like, and so that's and then they ended up like having a feud between her and Aja Kong early on in her career to like over the name and stuff. Oh, like, gotcha. Okay. But that it was to be able to sell tickets for A Kong without lying. Um, oh, okay. So like, yeah. So she's just like she's like six one, just huge, like great, like great monster, great presence. monster presence character, and like learned that like that style over in Japan. Like she's had a cup yeah, of coffee. Yeah, she's, she's been busy. Yeah, she's had a cup of coffee like twice in WWE, and it just didn't work out because she unfortunately got pregnant like right mm-hmm. after debuting. And then, and unfortunately, lost the baby. Unfortunately, lost mm. lost the baby. Oh, really? It was like really sad. But she she's it was karma in WWE. Yeah, like, she literally didn't even have a match the first time that she debuted. She just like debuted beat up, like beat up a bunch of people, and then. So this was one of the Triple H's first big signings. Okay, um, was her, um, was her and Sin Cara. Yeah, um, and like the vignettes were awesome. They had her come out beat up by Kelly Kelly and Michelle McCool. and like she like her vignettes were like her twisting the heads off of like Barbie dolls Sick. and blonde dolls being like. Shit's about to fucking change. Yeah, because she's so different than everyone else in that division. And at the time. she's the one that essentially legitimized a lot of the women's wrestling they were doing over in TNA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, was, yeah, she yeah. She was over there, like they were having great matches, and it helped people like Gail Kim, and it helped like all these people get over. Because she was like the like Gail Kim was still really green and still learning and stuff, but she was like that base for Gail Kim to do all this high flying stuff and okay, like, and have these good matches because she was the like the base for Gail Kim to do this high flying stuff. And she was like leading those matches as the heel in it. Like dude, as I'm, as I'm looking through her, uh, her Wikipedia, like she, she, she debuted in 2002 and hasn't really slowed down since like she slowed down, um, with her health stuff. Yeah. Like oh, around pregnancy and stuff. But yeah. like in, in reality, con- considering how long she's been going and being a, like, like 
any like larger wrestler at all, like male, female, whatever, it's harder to keep going at that right, pace. At a certain point. Especially with like, yeah. a certain work rate that people are going to be wanting and from her. she has an incredible work rate for how, like, being that monster character. Yeah. But yeah. between the two, it's hard to go against Akira Hokuto. It is. Yeah. It is. It would be an incredible. It's impossible. It's like, yeah, it's an inc- incredible matchup to, like, what Hokuto could do with someone like Awesome oh, Kong. Oh, yeah, that would like, be a Right, because Awesome match. Kong seems like she has uh, perfected that idea of a monster character yes. Yes. she's everything braun should be <laughs> yeah. oh man i forgot he could to probably make watch a, a few of her about... matches and learn a thing or two i forgot to make a joke about braun being in bullet club i was thinking about the whole i have uh, you know i bought my shirt at hot topic so i could oh. i don't like that i i end up accidentally do like forest <laughs> i bought my shirt at hot topic <laughs> he does love hanging out with the good brothers and getting fucking blasted mm-hmm. and he loves guns yeah i have my okay, fav- sorry. i have my favorite karaoke bar in tampa florida Back to women. I, I want to go to Rapunga and get drunk with Gallows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to go with Kira, though, in the match. I yeah. do think it, I think yeah. it would be a really cool match It'd to see. It'd be a main yeah. event at any fucking venue. Yeah, yeah. it'd be incredible. Like, definitely, like... Def- sell it at the monitor, brother. Yeah, like, right. Awesome Kong is, like... I was I was really impressed with, with her at Double or Nothing, considering she's been acting off acting and not wrestling much for a while yeah that. yeah you can see her as the the welfare queen on uh netflix's she's, glow she's incredible on that show like, yeah she's, she's really really good she's really good on that yeah. show like her acting is like very good it's it's impressive how much she's like been able to transition and yeah. also because what i was impressed with is that for that show she's like not in the same like just giant jacked shape that she is as a wrestler but at double or nothing she was back at like to that shape and yeah. like she hadn't lost a single step in the ring. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, if she gets to work if she works more with the pr- that promotion. Yeah, yeah. I, well, they release a shirt, so oh, yeah. so I guess yeah. Akira Hokuto moves forward. Yeah, Akira moves so forward. First, second round match: Mike Setamora against Akira Hokuto. Okay, what do we got for this next week? I'll post it up on the line again. Tessa Blanchard, okay, versus Oscar. Okay, it'll be oh fuck. <laughs> do I have Oscar? I do. Okay, good. I got Tessa because I have Nikki Cross versus Emi Sakura, which are both mine. <laughs> good luck. I got a lot of work to do. I mean, you know what match I'm gonna send for Nikki? Yeah. But um, uh, researching double, double duty. Uh, hell yeah, it's a double. It's a double one right there. Yeah. yeah. Knock out some Oscar. Knock out some. I'm gonna just for. It's yours, but I mean, if you want to look up some Kana stuff. Oh, I, I, I have. And maybe yeah. some Nikki Storm stuff. Okay. I'm not going to okay. send Kana versus Minoru Suzuki. But, I will no. watch that independently. Um, no, I won't. It's Kana, fucking hard to watch. Uh, it's Kana, really hard Kana, to watch. I haven't watched it yet. I might. You'll see pretty quickly that it's I watched not Nick fun Gage watch. die in the ring. That's true. <laughs> It's maybe harder to watch than and, that. And knowing, <laughs> just I don't know, yeah. knowing it's consensual might be make it it's feel better. It's still rough, man. Okay. Yeah, okay. watch it for yourself. Um, um, but if you take anything from this entire episode, watch the Micah Setamura versus Ayoshirai match yeah. and watch Akira Hokuto. Uh, we'll uh, post the links in the show notes. I'll organize that for you, buddy. Yeah, send those to me, please. Yeah, yeah um, send be- some links for me as well. So we'll post or Zach, so we can post them on the yeah the Twitter machine. It's a oh. it's a good know. time. It's a good I time. I can't say enough good things about Akira Hokuto. Yeah. it was yeah. like watching oh. Okada for the first this time. Is, this this is, is exactly you start watching Minami Toyota. I was literally <laughs> about to say I can't wait till we get to uh, Minami you Toyota. You know, th- this is exactly what I was hoping for doing uh, yeah. like a, a women's tournament this time was learning more about these wrestlers and having this world open up to myself as well. Uh, I want to subscribe to whatever uh, 
thing I can subscribe to on the internet to watch more of this stuff. Yeah. Also, just got to say, shout out to Jenna for giving me and Anya both the best Minami Toyota shirt ever. Hell yeah. I saw it, and it doesn't say Minami Toyota on it, on it anywhere. I was just like, holy shit, is this Minami Toyota? And it's like, it looks like the, like, the, you know, the, like, water cups with, like, the wave on them. Uh-huh. Yeah. It looks like that, but it's Minami Toyota. Damn, I'm, I'm I was like, this be, is the best shirt I've ever seen. I'm going to be looking for uh, Hokuto shirts, like, bootlegs, yeah. no, that's fucking all, that's all old ass get. original ones. Like, you're all going to get bootlegs, but. Look up like cheap pop shop stuff like that. I mean, ask Jenna all, like all the fucking all I, Instagram she follows because yeah, she's mm-hmm. fucking orders everything online. Hell yeah, I'll I'll hit her up. Um, Damn, back on our two hour bullshit though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we talked about bullet club. For we, a while. It was a good episode. I think this was a very <laughs> informative episode. Yeah. Isai's voice is probably hurting. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> hey, John. Hey, um, I'm here to talk about bullet club. I'm here to talk about dynamic dudes. And, and Pork and Nikki and Bree's mom. Yeah. Women's wrestling. <laughs> I was in Japan. Cool. I was real big in Japan. I was on some of those shows. Actually, I mean, he, he was for sure. Yeah. yeah, he was definitely on shows with like, some of that amazing women's wrestling. He saw it firsthand. He also had five-star matches in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we going to talk about next week, Zach? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the history of uh, LGBTQ plus wrestling. Oh, yeah. right. Fuck yeah. So like WWE selling shirts and giving <laughs> yeah. 10% I mean, of the that, proceeds? That's part of it. We're going to talk about some of the ugly shit in the past, too. Yeah. So also, I figured that was good for Pride Month. Yeah. Uh, some of those shirts kind of rock. They kind of do. It kind of sucks they're going to GLAD. Yeah. There's much better organizations out there, y'all. Yeah. But still, I'm, I I mean, I own the Finn Balor one. So. I popped for the the – the undisputed one. Mm. I think that one's cool. It makes sense that it's going to Glad because they always partnered up with those really big yeah. corporations yeah. that yeah. are like, it's, yeah, I mean it's the same as Susan. Would you call them? Uh, that's, that's like there's thing. way better organizations, but you can't totally knock them. I guess it, it, some of the stuff they do is okay sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like teaming up with Peta. Uh, well, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yes. that uh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's plug this baby up. Hey everybody, especially if you are in. The Phoenix area, uh, my friend and friend of the show, Nello, um, fucking like made a movie. Oh, Directed, sick. starred, fucking. He is doing a, a premiere uh, at the film bar in Phoenix on July 15th. He doesn't know I'm doing this right now. Yeah, no, that's but, rad. Uh, it's called Phantom Mary. Um, Phantom Menace? It's called Phantom Menace. So it's called Phantom Mary. They've done, a, they've, looks like won a lot of um, awards and everything for um it's fucking cool. Oh yeah, give me, give and me that link, brother. Yeah, it's just really cool. He's a fucking good dude, and so if you're in that area, yeah, check it out. Go support yeah, him. Yeah, support. Send it to us. Mo- I like film. The moment I I can see it, I want to know. So yeah, just do I want to see like it too. Film. I like the cinema. Um, he loves wrestling. I, I I would assume and yeah. gave us gave us good criticism, yeah. uh, which I appreciate. Suck yeah. your own. He's um the the Greg to my Dustin. Nice, nice. Um, if you're a local person, go eat at Ramapong. It's good ramen. They got great katsu chicken. Um, fuck yeah. That's that's all I got to plug. If you're gonna be in Reno, if you live in Reno, you know anything about Reno? Tell me where to eat because I'm gonna be bored. Also, June 29th, I will be in Portland watching Prestige Wrestling. There's some tickets left, so if you're gonna be in the Northwest, want to watch some wrestling? We got Tom Lawler. They got fucking I think Hoovy, super crazy. Got a pretty good line. I think Chavo Guerrero Jr. That's the one that Orange Cassidy is going to be on? That's diff- in September. Different, September, September. different event, same company. But yeah, everybody check that out. Cool. Yeah. Uh, go to bit.ly slash suck your own and listen to a fucking book for once. Yeah, yeah. You piece of shit. 
Yeah, how about I quit telling you to do it and you just fucking do it? I, yeah, if you can't, if you just did it, I wouldn't have to tell you to do it every week. Yeah, and if you go to bit.ly slash reviewboys and leave us a review, maybe I'll send you a shirt that's in my trunk. I, it would actually be really nice if you would Not do that. Not even one of the shirts for us, just one of his shirts. If yeah. I like the review, make yeah. sure it's a good one five, with leave us constructive five criticism. Constructive criticism is good. Uh, anything less than a five star, um, I will come and steal one of your shirts. Yeah. And go to bit.ly forward slash merch boys. Or Russell Boys merch, either one. I own both of those links, and like just buy a shirt too. Yeah. Um, also, help keep this free. If you're here in Boise, my band is going to be playing a show next week on Wednesday, Hell June yeah. 26th. 26th? Yeah, June 26th yes. at the Lux. At the Neurolux with Sports Court and Winter Forever, but but just a bunch of bunch of dudes doing the thing. Just a bunch of dudes playing music, and then my band. So nice. uh, yeah, just come out. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be like our only show for uh, quite a while. Uh, so. Oh, it's God. always a good time. That. It's a good song. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it actually slaps. Uh, if you like what you're listening to and you like podcasts that aren't this one, you should go to ease-drop.com. Or jizz.biz. Jizz.biz is easier to type in, so yeah, just man. do it, Grandma. Get that sticky keyboard out and go to jizz.biz, man. There's a... <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Wipe away the jizz and let, go to jizz. Let uh, yeah. me in to jizz. Oh, oh man, yeah, we wow, my keyboard don't work so good because of all the jizz, but you know what? I can't see the letters no more. But the Back J, the to I, talking about the skeet skeet. The J and the I and the double Z still work, brother. <laughs> um, so yeah, but listen to all the other shows that are on the Eavesdrop Podcast the Network. Cast, man. There's uh something for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you like hearing about uh. Uh, jizz, jizz. <laughs> uh, listen to, to uh, this podcast if you like <laughs> listening if you're uh, interested in sobriety listen to fun and sobriety if you want to hear shitty work stories listen to pto, PTO. if you want to hear my friend koji be very professional sounding <laughs> and have a very mm-hmm. good podcast yes it's uh, it's structured incredibly well if you like the it's sa- not a shit show like this if you like the sound of my voice and the sound of the voice of the person who made me check out uh dealing with it <laughs> It's uh, good. It's I gonna like be a real a surprise if you said any other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> check out Heavy Metal Brewer Radio. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, actually, check that show out because it's like really good if you like metal and beer and so. beer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wrote out the name. Uh, check out Never Overbooked. Better. Oh. Over. Yeah, check out Never Better was the one I was gonna say. That's uh, real fun. Roasted Games. It's so much fun to listen to people talk about playing board games for me. I enjoy it a lot, so yeah. check it out. So when you're done listening to all those podcasts, uh, we'll have another one out for you. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to just go directly to our page on the website, we own bit.ly forward slash jizzbiz. Yeah, so. hell yeah. Hell we yeah. love bit.ly links. Sponsor us, bit.ly. Oh, I thought you were going to say we love jizz. We, we love jizz. Sponsor <laughs> us, jizz. We're all kind of sponsored by jizz if you think about it. Yeah, that's where true. Where come from. Russell Boys three sixteen says I'm sponsored by Jizz. <laughs> uh, Russell Boys three sixteen says I'm sticky man. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Jizz biz. But yeah, Oster has some Jizz right here. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, that's my dog. My parents' dog's drool. How that would I? Like jizz, how man. would I get it on my arm? Oh, shoot. I can do that's it. That's <laughs> really easy, my dude. Yeah, dude. If you want to shoot a fucking load. <laughs> Want to shoot a load, Captain Fucking New Japan? I wish I hadn't just said shoot jizz a load. Is real. <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that. No, you said it. it's sick. Bullet Club shoot a load. <laughs> oh my god, let's okay. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. Wrestle Boys three sixteen says Shoot a load, man. When you woke up today, did you say today I'm gonna talk? Or today I'm, I'm gonna, gonna skate. 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 Today better. I'm gonna jizz. Jizz better.